from the KISS 92.5 studios in Toronto. Are you ready? Ladies and gentlemen, this is Roz yes. and Mocha. <laughs> it's Roz and Mocha. What's going on? Hey guys, this is Bruno Mars. This is Selena Gomez. Chain Smokers. Lady Gaga. Calvin Harris. Celestia Carter. You're listening to my boys Roz and Mocha. Roz and Mocha. My, my boys Roz and Mocha. The Roz and Mocha Show. Uh, between Roz and Mocha, who is your favorite? Roz. Mocha. Roz. Mocha. You guys are so funny, man. Congratulations, Lisa! You just won a thousand dollars. That is amazing. Y'all just made my entire morning. Keep it up. You guys are awesome, man. This is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast, powered by Air Transat. Mr. Rex. Hi. Morning. Welcome to the Roz and Mocha Show. Kiss ninety two five in Toronto. Last name Rex. First name Tyrannosaurus. No, no. First name Tyrannosaurus Rex. Last name Gold. Oh. Oh, so it's Tyrannosaurus Rex Gold. You bet. So you kept your last name. Yeah. Yeah, and there's also middle name of Joseph in there, too. So you're Tyrannosaurus Rex Joseph Gold. That's it? Uh-huh. <laughs> All right, so the one question, obviously, that everyone wants to know is why. Why? Well, I thought it would be more memorable and recognizable than the boring old name of Tyler. So why keep Joseph Gold? Why not just be Tyrannosaurus Rex? Well, so there's some affiliation with the old Tyler. Oh, you don't want to lose that part of yourself? No. Absolutely it would not. Be, it would be weird to just be Tyrannosaurus Rex. Yeah, of course. <laughs> uh, what do you do? Like, you you're, you you got a business or something like this, and you think that people are going to, you know, remember a guy named Tyrannosaurus Rex? You bet. Uh, I got a business named Championship Cans, and uh, we'll, we recycle your aluminum cans for you. And you thought, what better name to sell my uh, can recycling company than Tyrannosaurus Rex? Absolutely. <laughs> now, when you came up with this, when you came up with the idea of changing your name to Tyrannosaurus Rex, did you run it by anyone, like any of your friends or family or anything? Yes, the family did figure out about it, and they weren't for it, but now they're pretty well for it. Do you got a girlfriend? Are you married? What? No. Uh, so what happens when you walk into, like, what do you have to do? You have to go to, like, a local court or something like this to change the name? I don't even know how you change a name. Like, what, what What was that process like? Did they think you were goofing? Well, they, they may have. Uh, May 7th, I printed some documents off the Internet, and it took under an hour to fill out. And I went in there, and uh, it cost about $140 because I had to advertise in the newspaper for a month. And I went in there, testified in front of the judge, walked out with the new name. I'll tell you, dude, in all reality here, the weird thing is not that we're talking to a guy named Tyrannosaurus Rex. The weird thing is that we're talking to a guy uh, who changed his name to Tyrannosaurus Rex, but also kept Joseph Gold. <laughs> That's the weird thing. It's ten times more weird that your name is Tyrannosaurus Rex Joseph Gold than it is just Tyrannosaurus Rex. If you say so. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, T-Rex. Right, Do people call you T-Rex? That's fine. Have your friends and family started calling you Tyrannosaur yet? No. You've, no you, you haven't, so you haven't been obnoxious and started asking people to call you your new name yet? No, not yet. That's going to be a fun day. Uh-huh. All right, T-Rex. Thanks so much, bro. Okay, thank you. That is Tyrannosaurus Rex <laughs> Joseph Gold. <laughs> Thanks for being a part of the Roz and Mocha Show. Have a kick-ass day. Later, bro. Goodbye. The Roz and Mocha Show Podcast. Hey, uh, Maury, can you get the uh, merman, the guy who wants to be a mermaid or is obsessed with mermaids on the phone? Uh, yesterday, uh, I blew Mocha's mind with one of my favorite pastimes, which was going on Yahoo Answers yeah. and reading all the questions that young girls who are obsessed with mermaids have written to Yahoo Answers. And the questions are always like, I really want to become a mermaid, but I don't know how. I did the spell. 
that you have to recite, recite, R-E hyphen S-I-T-E, <laughs> uh, 10 times, and I feel sympathy. But I already have been five months, and I just can't become a mermaid. And please don't be stupid about it. <laughs> stupid, stupid spelled uh, S-T-U-P-I-E-D about it. Of course. Uh, and then some of the replies, which are, are fantastic, because then the trolls come out and they just jack with these poor kids. Uh, my favorite one is, enter a small pond or lake with a mask that allows you to speak, kind of like the one that divers wear. Don't worry about it being freshwater, saltwater. Mermaids can survive in both. When you're ah. totally underwater, you should chant, let my powers surge and fly, flowing deep through sea and sky. Take my form and let it be free to roam through the endless sea. Say it three times clearly, then remove your mask and deeply inhale the water. It should feel like you're drowning at first, oh my but God. if you've done it correctly, uh, if uh, don't put the mask back on. Swim in circles eight times. Your lungs should form into gills. Don't panic, because if you resurface to the water, you're going to have to do this all over again. <laughs> and then, uh, P.S., this spell also works on boys. <laughs> and then, uh, on TLC's My Strange Obsession, you see this guy who makes himself these uh, merman costumes and holds his breath for like five minutes under the water. My name's Eric Ducharme, and I'm obsessed with mermaids. <laughs> I do eat, breathe, and sleep mermaids. It's a lifestyle. It's my lifestyle. You know, it's 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 the path in life that I have chosen. <laughs> oh, my God. It's so weird, man. People are obsessed with mermaids. And there's people that think that they're real. It's so amazing. Is that Eric on the phone? Yeah. Yeah. Eric Ducharme, welcome to the Ron Zamoki Show, Kiss 92.5 in Toronto. Yeah, thank you for having me. It's a pleasure. So at first glance, when you see the promo for My Strange Obsession, it's uh, Eric the Merman. And you really think that you're crazy. Because a lot of people on that show come off as either total hoaxes uh, or somebody who needs psychiatric uh, work as opposed to being on a television show on TLC. Are you just a guy who really, really just loves mermaids? Well, let's just put it this way. I'm definitely extremely passionate about mermaids. You know, I uh, started all this when I was just really young. Like I said, I was fascinated because of the mermaid amusement park. And I took something I loved and I turned it into a career. And it uh, became pretty successful pretty quick. Uh, what do you mean you turned it into a career? What do you do? Uh, well, I'm actually known as a merkailer other than Merman Eric and Eric Ducharme. And I sell custom made mermaid tales um, online at my website, themarkailer.com. Wait, how long ago did you start this business? I'm only 22 years old, and I've been in the business for 16 years. It's almost been a decade. Isn't that so crazy? So you took your, I guess, your fascination with mermaids, and you actually turned it into something that you can make money off of. Yeah, I, I did turn it into something uh, fairly profitable. How, how <laughs> big is the market for people wanting to buy merman tails? Uh, I mean, you'd be surprised. And it's not just men, it's women too. We sell them all over the entire world. So uh, this I is like a... It's like a tube with fins that you put on the end of it, and somebody slips into it like a skirt with a closed bottom kind of thing? Uh, and yeah, then what do they do? They it, just like sit around like the house that. in it? Yeah. <laughs> That's a simple answer. Uh, who are some of your clients? Um, I've worked with a lot of people. Lady Gaga. I did some stuff for Target Saturday Night Live. I mean, I did some stuff for Skittles. You name it. I mean, if you see a mermaid out there, it's more than likely one of my tales. But So you don't believe that mermaids actually exist? You know, I don't think it's a question of do I believe mermaids are real. It's um, 
why haven't they been discovered yet? Okay. It's, it's so, just but, one of those questions. I'm not on a mermaid hunt. Okay, but you don't believe that mermaids actually exist. Why not? Well, all right, how about this? They're being discovered every day. No, no, they're not. How about this? Not mermaids. Yes or no? Do you believe that mermaids exist? I do. Okay. Wow. See, we should have led with that. <laughs> it would have been there far more interesting had we, had, we, had we led with that. All right, Eric. Hey, man. Thank you so much for being on the Roz and Mocha Show. Just out of curiosity, before we wrap things up, uh, what is the the most expensive mermaid outfit or tail that you've sold to someone? Uh, the mermaid tail from the mermaidtailer.com normally range between one hundred and fifty to five thousand dollars. They can go what? all the way to ten grand. Yo, so like for Lady Gaga, right? How much did she pay? Let's just say she purchased one of the more expensive outfits. Upwards of five grand. Around there, yes. All right. Would you dump your boyfriend if you fell in love with a merman? Probably not. He swims in a tail and. Too. He actually fell in love with it. So I think I'm pretty set there. <laughs> right on. Thanks, bro. See Anytime you, dude. you guys have a fantastic All day. Right, you, you too, too brother. Yeah. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Stunning beaches, beautiful landscapes. We're talking Cuba with Air Transat. I've been to Cuba, I don't even know, like four or five times now. I always have a good time when I'm in Cuba. I really do. It's uh, it, it, You have to do Cuba the right way, though the right way for you, which is you're either going to go to one of the beautiful beaches mm, or you get me. to do the, the trip into Havana and all that other stuff. Ooh, that's me too, though. The great thing is depending on where you go in Cuba, you can do both. Cuba is one of those places where you can go and see an extremely gorgeous historical city like Havana, which is incredible, and take like one of those old cars there. Yeah. And, and by the end of the afternoon, you are back at the resort on the beach. It's the best of both worlds. Uh, Air Transat flies to six destinations in Cuba, Veradero, Cayo Coco, Cayo Santa Maria, Hogin, Cayo Largo, and Santiago de Cuba. To find your next vacation to Cuba, go to transat.com to book now. The Roz and Mocha Show Podcast. I'm uh, on the Home Mister website right now, which is the company that is uh, cornered the market on lingerie for men. It looks comfortable. Like panties for men. Panties, I understand, but the bras, man, I, I don't really get where they're going with that. It looks comfortable. But that's the question, you know? And we talked to the people on the street, and a lot of women said they would love it if their man wore panties. The guy who runs the company, the genius, the genius behind this company, uh-huh. Home Mister, is uh, Brent Kraus. And before he's, uh, he's we go Australia. to Brent, before we go to Brent, yeah. At Kiss925 Toronto on Twitter. Yeah. At Avon Step says, Oh my God, guys wearing lingerie? Oh my God, the men of Toronto need to get their heads checked. Hold on. Oh, hold on. Uh, Vivian says, Maybe if there was less frills, polka dots, and lace, I wouldn't mind if it was designed in plaid. LL Cool B says, Man panties? Manties? No, thank you. Yeah, they all got issues. All right, you would feel better than you ever have. I guarantee you that. No, all right, hang on. Guarantee hey. you, Brent. Good night. How you going? Welcome to the Raza Mocha Show, Kiss ninety two five in Toronto. How are you? Yeah, pretty good. Pretty good for Friday night over here. Uh, pretty good for Friday night, or pretty good for Friday night because you're wearing panties. <laughs> well, no, so you always feel good when you got a nice pair of panties on. But so, is this for real? Yeah, we we get a bit of that. Um, a, a lot of people think that it's a bit of a joke, but um, no, it's fair income. We're we, we're really uh, really selling lingerie for guys. The the panties, I understand. I really do. 
uh, you know, if you take all my, listen, shut up, Mocha. There's not a guy in the world that hasn't been doing the laundry and grabbed a pair of your girlfriend's drawers out of the dryer and went, God, these are soft. Uh, if if I had the option of having in my cut, like the, the sort of like style and size of Slim. my regular underpants, yeah. uh, but only in that very delicate, soft to the touch fabric, uh, I'm all over that, baby. I love that idea. What I don't understand is why a guy would want to wear a bra. Yeah, uh, look, it causes a fair bit of confusion, but I guess uh, you know a lot of the response we get from people that don't understand is, why a bra? Like, you know, you guys have got nothing to support. But uh, I suppose you could say, well, you know, why do women wear panties? They really don't have anything to support either. It's more um, for the bras for the guys. It's just the feel of it. You know, it's just something that they like. Is this uh, predominantly, and I don't even know if you have the research on this, but I think what a lot of people are wondering is, is this marketed and is your clientele predominantly gay or straight? Uh, absolutely straight. Wow. With, uh, We've surveyed thousands of people, uh, of our visitors and customers, and our typical customer is um, a guy who's married, 40 to 60 years of age, and uh, he's indulged in it all his life, and uh, his wife probably doesn't have a clue. Did you say 40 to 60? 40 to 60 years of age. I'll tell you, you know what, the, you, people are driving off the roads right now, because for the majority of people listening uh, to this show, that is right in the age of their dad. <laughs> yeah, Why didn't you just say dad age? <laughs> I, I think what it is, I think yeah, I think guys get to forty and over, and they just say, you know what, uh, you know, I don't really care what other people think. I'm just going to do whatever the hell I want. By the way, it's Kiss ninety two five. You got the Raza Mocha show. We're talking to Brent Kraus, who runs a, a website that's just been getting a ton yeah. of attention especially this past week. Lingerie for men, uh, selling panties for men, and men in the city are into it. So how long ago did you start up the website and start uh, selling these products to men? We started uh, four years ago, yeah. and uh, and look, it didn't, didn't kick off quite the way it's developed. Um, you know, we started off with just the underwear and so on, but we were overwhelmed with guys that said, look, can you... Can you do a teddy? Can you do a, a, a bra? Or can you do a camisole type of thing? On your website, there's a real cheeky uh, pink pair of panties for men with uh, little black hearts on them called the fun panty. Yeah. Uh, and only a tiny little <laughs> bit of like frill around the around the side. I believe there's a little bow in the front. I, the shape and cut of these, I would absolutely wear these. I, have a, I own a lot of pink underpants, first of all. Ain't nothing wrong with that. This, to me, looks like the most comfortable what are you, most comfortable pair of underpants I think I've ever seen in my with life. With the bow in the front? With the, what's wrong with a bow? You have strings coming down uh, on, the, on, on your hoodie. You tie your shoes in a bow. What's, what's wrong with a bow? you got to have a bit of a trademark. I tell you, if I wore these, I would make sure people saw them. You know when girls used to wear thongs and they used to pull the sides up over top of their jeans so you yeah. knew that they were wearing a thong? That's what I would do with these, I think. <laughs> I, I'm really into this and not into the bras or even the, you have like a, a, almost like a, it looks like a lady's one piece bathing suit for a man. What do you call that? Like a camisole kind of thing. Uh, yeah, a teddy. A teddy. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, yeah. You have teddies for men. I'm not interested in that, but the panties I'm very much interested in. Very much interested in. Yeah, I, I, I look at the, the, the panties do outsell, you know, the, the other garments by a fair way. But look, you know, we've got the market for the other garments and, you know, it's a big enough market that's growing fast enough to make it worthwhile. So, um, you know, why not? What would you say is the most popular item being sold right seller? now on your website? The, the most popular thing now at the moment is the sheer 
Uh, we've done a, just done a sheer uh, brewer and painting set that we brought out in January, and that's uh, that's selling like, absolutely flat out at the moment. Mm, the forget me not panty looks real comfy too. Yeah. <laughs> Brent, what is your panty of choice? The new one, the Dorothy. The, oh, the Dorothy panty. I was just going to say, that looks real comfy too. Yeah, the Dorothy is, without a doubt, the best piece of underwear we've made so far. Do you I ship to Canada? That. I sent, I think, something like 30 or 40 orders there today. To Damn. Canada? Yeah. Yeah, we like our panties up here. Gets very cold in the winter. Sometimes you need to feel sexy underneath them jeans. Uh, I may, I, I may buy a pair of these, and if I actually like them, I may exclusively uh, switch to panties uh, from your company. Well, we'll, we'll send, we'll send you a couple of pairs just to try. I would like that. I'll uh, send you my sizes. The only problem that I have is when you look at the website, the gentleman modeling these. Uh, are all very hairless, and I and so the you know so the panty on a man looks nice, you know. I think that yeah. if you put that panty on a different man uh, who has like belly hair and thick leg hair, a lot of Portuguese in the city. I don't know if you know that. Uh, I don't think the panty looks well, as nice. Well, um, unless you you intend to um, buy some and go out and just check other guys out in their panties. It's probably not really going to be much of a concern for you. That's true. That's true. That's true. Brent Krause, thank you so much for being a part of the Raza Mocha Show. Uh, again, your company sells lingerie, makes lingerie for men. Home mystère. Thanks so much again, man. No worries. Cheers, mate. Yeah. The Raza Mocha Show Podcast. Podcast. Brian Bendernack. Bednarek. <laughs> Brian Bednarek. We okay. say Bender back? Yeah. <laughs> Brian Bednarek. I'm sorry, dude. Uh, we found this guy's video. This is a man clapping, by the way, is what you're listening to. I know it sounds filthy, but he's actually got this technique where he holds his hands up in front of his face like Ten he's seconds. praying and just swooshes them back and forth, and that motion makes a clapping sound. And the old clapping record was 721 claps in a single minute. This guy destroyed it by doing 802 claps in a minute. Crazy. Right? Ryan's on the phone right now. Yo. Good morning. What up, man? It's Razamoka, Kiss 92.5 in Toronto. How are you? I'm doing fine. How are you guys doing? Good. Uh, Guinness give you that world record yet or what? I don't know. They're kind of dragging their feet, but the ball's in their court. Huh. So why? how does that work then? So you do a video. Where you clap, what was it, 802 claps in one minute, which works out to 13 claps a second. If you have it documented, what is then the process? Do you have to petition Guinness? How does that work? Well, there are some, apparently, records that you can claim to own, I guess is the word, through video, but this is not one of them. Oh. I submitted a formal claim. They say it'd take like four to six weeks. Um, I linked to the video, just maybe that would inspire them to go a little bit faster. But it's up to them now if they're interested. Now, your technique, it was fascinating because when we first heard this, we only heard it. We didn't see you. Uh, and, yeah. and how do you describe your technique? Somebody described it to me as in uh, almost like flipping a tortilla. <laughs> nice. <laughs> right? With your with your hands. Yeah. How do you describe it? Um, honestly, I have no idea, but it is one of the most ridiculously useless things that I am capable of doing. When did you start clapping like this? Um, I think I was like 16 or 17 years old. I would just kind of nervous tick. I'd rub my hands together. I'd shake them around. And one day I was rubbing my hands together really fast, and they got kind of dry, and they just started clapping. I'm like, what the hell did I just do? We've all been there, bro. <laughs> Where in America are you? 
I am in the suburbs of Chicago, my friend. Suburbs of Chicago. And you, like all Americans, when you figure out that you're better than everybody else in the world at something, have you figured out how to make a buck off this yet? Um, well, apparently, YouTube is paying my friend Rob the views. Imagine I'm making at least, you know, 98% of that because I'm, you know, the talent. So how much money is he making off of each view? Now that gets kind of complicated. I'm not sure exactly what it is. Okay. Have you made have you made over a thousand dollars yet? Um, I think he said if I get a billion views, then it will come out to be a thousand dollars. A billion views? Son! You Hold gotta... on a second. One billion views will get you a thousand bucks. Apparently. So you have to be Gangnam be Style big. Like... Uh, have any companies reached out to you since this video went viral? Um, There was one ad company that wanted to use it. We're talking to them right now. And then you guys are the first radio station to get me on. I was contacted by... A place in New Zealand, also someplace in Norway. So you rub it, but then just make sure it doesn't get too dry, right? Um, it doesn't really Shut matter. Shut up, Mocha. Dry. You're such a child. <laughs> I was going to say, that's what she said. <laughs> okay, yeah, hold on. I'm going to... elbows up and down. Okay, I'm going to move my what? Your elbows. Just focus on the elbows. It's all in the shoulders, all in the delts. Just move your elbows up and down. Okay, so my hands are in front of my face in sort of like a praying position. And then you say move my elbows up and down. Exactly. Just let your hands go kind of limp. <laughs> it works, it works, it works, it works. You're getting somewhere. Yeah, I'm getting somewhere. <laughs> Don't look at me like that, Mocha. Can you put the phone down and do something for us? You want me to clap for you? Hell yeah. Damn, son. Clapping for that seems seems uh, cheap. Yeah. <laughs> kind of an awkward moment when people feel like they should clap for me. It's, it's, yeah, it's, 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 yeah. He just clapped 802 times. Yeah. <laughs> Brian claims to be the world's fastest clapper. 802 claps in one minute. Uh, video completely viral on YouTube right now. Dude, thanks so much for being a part of the Roz Mocha Show today. Of course, happy to do it. Thanks for having me, guys. Uh, I hope you get that billion views so you can get your thousand bucks. <laughs> Maybe someday. Yeah. The Roz and Mocha Show Podcast. Podcast. So explain Why, to you. me this Gary Busey thing. I love Gary Busey. I've loved Gary Busey for years. Uh-huh. Uh, Point Break, one of the greatest movies ever made. Then Gary Busey had uh, like a motorcycle accident and then he disappeared for a while and he had some, I believe, reconstructive surgery and maybe some uh, bad bouts of Botox. But the Gary Busey we see on television now is not the Gary Busey of years past. Yeah. I like it. My favorite Gary Busey is when he's in movies playing the villain. Yeah, which has not happened in forever. Now Gary Busey is known for Celebrity Apprentice and they're mm-hmm. carting him back out. Yeah. To kind of goof on him, and I feel bad because I do feel like they goof on him on Celebrity Apprentice. But once you listen to this, you can't not goof on him. Mm-hmm. Explain to me this this the the Hobbit video that he did. I don't so even understand what it was. This video came out like I don't know, like a month and a half, two months ago, and it's him sitting in a field or somewhere <laughs> in Hollywood. I don't know. Yeah. In the grass, and he's just staring off into the distance. <laughs> and he starts talking about hobbits. Okay. And like he really knows about hobbits. About the video that oh, you wait, did with. No, not that. That's Dan Mori talking with Aaron. Middle Earth, land of the hobbits. The land is great to visit, but you have to know how to get out once you've broken the barrier and crossed the line of hobbit land. <laughs> Little hobbits with their pointed ears, not very big. Wide underwear, but very short because your legs aren't long. 
I don't know what their male Just let it go or female it. apparatus is like, but you know it's got to be working in some way because this little hobbit's coming from birth. You imagine having a team of hobbits going in with you to clean cockroaches out of a house. They'd be gone in 30 minutes. Those hobbits like to use cockroaches for games. They like to make necklaces out of them. <laughs> out of cockroaches. They like to put hair pieces of cockroaches dead in their head. That way they feel like they're giving to nature. Hobbits are special. They can see and hear things we can't hear. Because Middle Earth has a different kind of electronic. Anyway, so Gary Busey just goes on and on and on in this video about hobbits. Very detailed. So, damn it, Maury. Yeah. Our amazing producer. Tracks down Gary Busey. Nice. Gets him on the phone to talk about hobbits. About the video that you did with the hobbits. The hobbit. Did well, you? let me tell you, the hobbit is a very <laughs> mysterious animal that lives in Middle Earth. And it's not an animal or human. It's in between there somewhere in a very original dimension that only hobbits own. But did you see any? I've seen them. Did you talk, what did you talk to hobbits about? You don't talk to them. Oh, idiot! They they just they get signals with their eyes and their hands. And do you uh, did you become friends with any? Do you still communicate with any? Oh, you're always friends with them. Okay, but you have to. I go... haven't been to Hobbit Land in a long time. Okay, so where exactly is Hobbit can't Land? Can't tell you. Can't okay. tell you. It's okay. off limits. Idiot. It's off limits. So like people can't travel there on their own. No, you have to be invited, and it's okay. a very special invitation you get. And when you get there, you don't even know what happened, but you're there, mm-hmm. and the hobbits come out and. Very friendly, very enthusiastically friendly. But what do you have to say to people who watch Busey Zone and think that you're crazy? Well, I'm not crazy. I'm far from crazy, buddy. It's the opposite end of the stick. Mm-hmm. It's called brilliance from another dimension that's not of this earth. I would do absolutely anything to, to go to Hobbitland with you. That would be a dream. Oh, man, it's a lot of fun. But I'm not invited. No, nothing, nothing scary about it. It's enlightening. I mean... It's great to see a hobbit coming over, coming over a hump in the ground. They go up a tree. They go. They climb trees as fast as chimpanzees. Is it like a rabbit? No, no, no. They're they're Idiot. short. They have short legs but wide hips, mm-hmm. and their ears are different. Their noses are different. Kind of sounds like you're describing me. <laughs> hey, welcome to Hobbitland, <laughs> Gary Busey. You're always... your own hobbit. I am. Well, get, pe- get a shirt. Get a shirt that says "I'm a hobbit" on it, and watch <laughs> how many friends you get. <laughs> or lose. <laughs> no, no, you won't lose them. They're going to be too curious about what you carry in your heart, your mind, your spirit. Wow. Real or fake? Oh, no, I think he's legit. Like 100%? 100% like legit. Can you please rewind to, I think it's Dammit Maury's second question, where he just, Maury asked a question, and Gary Busey is like, no, you idiot. Yeah. No, you stupid moron. Middle Earth. And it's not an animal between the um, mission yeah, that only have its own. But did you... Ah, here. In a very original dimension that only have its own. But did you see any? I've seen them. Did you talk, what did you talk to hobbits about? You don't talk to them. Oh. They, they, just, they give signals with their eyes and their hands. And do you, uh, did you become friends with any? Do you still communicate with any? Oh, you're always friends with them. <laughs> so so, like, I, like, I honestly oh, do, and, and I know that Gary Busey gets goofed on, but I love, I really, really do, I love, 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 love knowing that I woke up this morning in the same world where this guy exists and can make a living. 
I really do. I love it. You want to talk about opportunity? That's opportunity. Hey, I know what's going on with you up there in Toronto. <laughs> I know everything is wonderful and good, and you're having more fun than ever. I want you to listen to Gary Busey. That's who I am. Pay attention to my interview. It will help you see the truth of yourself in many familiar and funny ways. God bless you. Bye-bye. Yeah. The Roz and Mocha Show Podcast. Podcast. Siri, will you be on the Razamoka show? <laughs> yes. So the it was revealed that the voice of Siri is actually a real person. And although I don't think Apple's Apple's kind of staying away from all this, they like to keep the the mystery with this kind of stuff going. And I don't even think that Siri knew that she was the voice of Siri. Her name is Susan Bennett. Mm-hmm. And uh, she does not look like what you would imagine Siri would look like. Hi, Siri, or, uh, Susan. <laughs> Susan, you there? Good morning. Welcome to the Roz and Mocha Show, Kiss 92.5 in Toronto. How are you? Hello, Roz and Mocha. When did you realize, the world right now is just sort of realizing uh, who the voice of uh, Siri is. When did you realize that you were the voice of Siri? Oh, I knew it immediately. You did? Uh, yes, a friend uh, emailed me and said, hey, we're playing, with, playing around with this new iPhone. Isn't this you? <laughs> and so um, I had just bought an iPhone 4, so I did not run out and get a 4S although my husband did. And uh, I listened to the voice and said, oh, yeah, that's me. <laughs> but you didn't know that you, when you were voicing stuff, you didn't know that you were going to be Siri, right? Exactly. Um, so wild. Because I, the original recordings were done in 2005, and I was recording uh, for a text-to-speech company, yeah. and I knew that the voice was going to be used and manipulated and changed uh, for different phone systems. But at that point in time, I guess nobody except for Steve Jobs probably <laughs> could uh, envision that uh, the phone system would be in the palm of your hand talking back to you. So that was a that was a real revelation. Now the first thing that people do, as what I did, <laughs> and I still do with Siri on my iPhone 4S, is I ask ridiculous questions just to see what the answers are. Right. What were the combinations of words and sentences? that you had to do for this particular project? Like, how long were the voice sessions, and were you weirded out by some of the answers that you had to give? Well, I think I'm, I'm hoping that I had saved some of the scripts because I'm realizing that, that a lot of people are interested in this. I've, I've heard this question before. I can't tell you the exact sentences, but I know that I read them four hours a day for a, an entire month in 2005, and they were sentences and phrases that were constructed to make the, the most combinations of vowels, consonants, diphthongs, syllables in the English language. So that after all those things were recorded, uh, the technologists, linguists, you know, brilliant uh, big brain people would go in afterwards and extract different sounds and then reconstruct sentences. That's called concatenation. And so that's what you hear. So it's what the folks at uh, Apple did after the fact to construct any kind of possible answers that Siri might give to any possible questions that you might ask. So. Now, Siri, <laughs> the thing with Siri, though, is that Siri has a personality. You know what she I mean? She does. She has attitude. A little bit snarky. I asked Siri. I try, I've never used Siri before. I, I talked to Siri for the first time last night, uh, and I had never done it. And immediately the first thing uh, that came to my mind was, Siri, uh, where's the best place in Toronto to buy a now, <laughs> not that. No, you didn't. Yeah, not that I'm in the market for a 
<laughs> Are I you just, serious? Yeah, and Catherine, my girlfriend, looked at me and rolled her eyes, thinking that Siri, <laughs> thinking that Siri was going to come back uh, and tell me off. But Siri, you actually gave me the top ten places in Toronto if I, I were say, in the market yeah. for. Th- and there's one near you. And there's, and there's, yeah. and, and there's, and there, there's one, there's one near me. So with stuff like this, like you didn't actually say that, or it's not your personality. Um, but do you? And then t- believe me, ten minutes later, like everybody else is here, I was like, "Shut up, Siri!" When I was trying to get her to like <laughs> put a put a reminder in my phone. Um, are you a fan of Siri? Like the the personality behind the sort of the technology. Well, I I think it's pretty funny because she does definitely have attitude and she has a sense of humor and you just never know what she's going to say. Many many times she just gives you a stock answer. I think if you ask her for a joke, she says the same thing. She says, you know, oh, two iPhones go into a bar, I forget the rest or something like yeah. that. Many times she will give you different answers to the same question. So I think that's why people have a lot of fun with it. I myself have not played with it that much because I had just bought an iPhone 4 when the iPhone 4S came out. The way that you look, you know, people have in their own mind what Siri would look like. Oh, I know. And I'm sure it's a huge disappointment. Everyone was assuming it, that it was, you know, that, that she looked like Sofia Vergara without, with a neutral accent, you know? Yeah. You don't look like <laughs> Sofia Vergara with a neutral accent. You know, you look like my aunt. Yeah. I, well, I know, but my, my answer to that is, well, you know, perhaps you need to just, you know, um, use your imagination. You know, this is the something that, that, that we all have. Yeah. <laughs> Apple has uh, not commented one way or another on this. That's sort of their, their rap. They don't really get involved right. in stuff that's, like this. Right, that's kind of their modus operandi. You yeah. know, they, it's, they, I think that they are probably unhappy with the fact that, that there's a, a face associated with the original voice of Siri. But I have nothing but good things to say about Apple because <laughs> I was actually very flattered that my voice was chosen because our house is full of Apple products. There you go, yeah. Susan Bennett, Great. the voice of Siri. Thank you very much much for being a part of the Raza Mocha show today. Well, thank you. Take off, eh? <laughs> Thanks for the tips on <laughs> <laughs> Oh, anytime. <laughs> Take care. Yeah. The Raza Mocha show podcast. Podcast. Patricia Krenzel, the tanning mom. Tan Mom has a new song out. She's the woman that made headlines uh, last April when she was accused of taking her five-year-old daughter into a tanning booth. You saw all over the news. She was so dark from tanning. Like, so dark from tanning. You want to play a clip of the song? It's Tan Mom, <laughs> bitch. Are you ready? It's Patricia. It's Patricia. It's Patricia. Here I come. She also recently sent a letter to Vivid Entertainment. Which is what? Uh, an adult film company. I know that. Saying, I see you're trying to buy a sex tape from the Teen Mom. Well, if you really want to make more monies... Did you just say monies? Monies, that's what she wrote. Like uh, M-O-N-I-E-S? Then I would agree to let you film me in all my hotness. Ugh. Ugh. Uh, anyway, uh, so uh, Patricia, the tan mom, with the brand new song, simply oh, called man. Tan Mom. That's going to be fun, man. Is she ready? Yeah. Hey, uh, all right. Patricia, can you hear us? Yes, I can hear you. It's the tanning mom, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> What's going on? Welcome to the Ronza Mocha Show. Kiss 92.5 in Toronto. How are you today, Patricia? I'm great. How are you doing? Doing good. This I've said uh, forever that you know one of the downfalls of America is that everybody in America uh, wants to be famous. You're sort of split. You became famous without wanting to be famous, and then once you became famous, you seems like you really couldn't do anything else. So now you're trying to be famous. No. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. 
But tell tell me what's going on here. So, uh, when was it that you were accused of taking your five year old to a tanning salon? Over a year ago. Over a year ago. And since then, what has your life become? What did it turn into? I just want to mention um, how ridiculous the whole situation was. How they took this out of hand. Mm-hmm. And led me to where we are today. So you didn't take your five-year-old to a tanning salon? That is the most ridiculous thing in the whole world. I was going there for seven years. But did you ever see a problem or feel that there was a problem uh, with tanning and and getting so dark? Um, That was really my only outlet. I have five kids. Mm -hmm. And I just meet up with my girlfriends and stuff like that. And that was it. Like, yeah, actually, it was overdone. But when you buy a package... That's your only freedom out for a little bit, in a sense. Um, yeah, I would use it. How is the story with your daughter before we get to the music video? Uh, where did it end up? Uh, were you exonerated? Are you cleared of everything? Is there record? No. No, no nothing. I mean, no, there's nothing. Okay, so there's the no... Jury, the, the jury thought it was a joke. Kiss 92.5, the Raza Mocha Show. Uh, the tanning mom is joining us right now. You're basically uh, now trying to rebuild your life after... Uh, what you know was really a smear campaign, right? It was a nightmare, yeah. It was a nightmare. Okay. Are you able to work now? Are you not able to work now? Well, I'm normally just a stay-at-home mom. It okay. doesn't work. But um I've you know, I've done so many talk shows, on um, radio shows and mm-hmm. I'm coming out with my um my own tan line and bathing suit line. This is not what I wanted, but now it's in regards to the video, it was just like absolute a joke what happened to me so we made a joke out of it so is the song serious yeah the music video serious. serious okay and the music video serious in a joking way Right. Do you think it's a good song? I think it's funny. You don't tan anymore, though. But yet you're the, the tan mom, and the video is all about you, and you're in a bikini. And how old are you? 45. 45. Yeah, I think you have a decent body for a 45-year-old. With five kids, yes. You have five <laughs> kids. The other story was that you had sent a letter to a, a pornography company offering up your services to them. Is that correct? I'm sorry. What was, um, forgive me. What was that? Okay. Uh, there's another story that says that you wrote a pornography company and offered up your services to do a video, and they declined. Is that correct? Yes. That is correct. Uh, what yeah. is your husband? As well as they wanted me to dance on some pole. Okay. But, like, but what, no, is your, what does your husband think when a story comes out and it says that you offered up your services to a pornography company and, uh, and they turned you down? I never sent a note. The story goes like this. This is, this is, why, we have, this is why it's great to have somebody like you on uh, to, to clear all this up. So the, it says the tan mom that you sent a letter to Vivid Entertainment that read, I see you are trying to buy this sex tape from the teen mom. Well, if you really want to make more monies, then I would agree to let you film me and all my hotness. I am far more popular and way hotter than the teen mom. Oh my men, God. Men oh want my a cougar. God. Men want a cougar and a real woman, not a teeny bopper. They say that you wrote that letter. Oh my God. I didn't even know. And then the reply that they said that you got was, unfortunately, we don't do, uh, we don't have a granny section. Oh my God. Richard. Richard. Come here. Absolutely not true. Okay. So uh, so you better tell Richard about this before he reads it on the internet. I assume it's Richard's your husband. That's my husband. Okay, good. Come here. Okay. They said I sent a letter to oh, I did. Vivid. Yeah. Not, not these men on okay, the phone. Thank but you, they, they sent a letter, Vivid, that I would, I'm better than the team mom. I never sent a letter. You sent a letter as a joke, like you're saying, I'm better than the team mom, but it wasn't like you wanted to post. What, through Gina? 
Oh, Gina sent, a, yeah, a note, but just making a joke out of it, saying I'm better than the team mom. Okay, who's Gina? Who's Gina? She's my agent. Okay, so okay. your so your agent then sent a letter to Vivid. You didn't send a letter to Vivid. No. Don't you think that you should know if your agent is sending a letter to a pornography company? Well, that's exactly. Uh, there's too many people involved, meaning like everyone's calling everybody, and no one's really focusing on like exactly what's going on. Listen to me for a second. Okay. It was you got to keep your name out there, and and that's probably what she you know did. But no. I would never do that. By the way, it's Kiss 92.5, the Raza Mocha Show. We are on the phone right now with the tanning mom. Uh, so what? So you don't tan anymore. What is what is next for you then after after this? I'm just basically going to not do anything and then just focus on um, okay. my lotion and that's it. I'm okay. done. But if anybody does want to buy it, is there a place, if anybody wants to buy it, is there a place that somebody can buy it or no, you're not making a buck off this song? Not now. Not now, huh? I think all of this uh, is, you know, there's a there's a real tragicness to uh, to this story, but I, you know, the, the video and song are sure are entertaining for people. Very much so. Very and much so. I just, it was a travesty of a year. Yeah. Oh, I mean, my whole family was upset. We couldn't, we still to I this know. day, I can't go anywhere. I know. And it's just crazy. What do people say? To your, what do you people say to your husband, Richard? Like, what do his friends and stuff say, or coworkers? Um, I, you know, they say, Mister Tan, you know, Dad. <laughs> yeah, the, the tanning dad. Yeah. Okay, man. But he's man, man, oh, man, would I love to see that? <laughs> All right, Patricia. Listen, thank you very much for taking time out of your morning to be a part of the Raza Mocha Show today. No, I'm very happy. But listen, you really understand what I'm saying, right? We, we do. Yeah, my God. And on one final note, if there's anything that you could say to all the haters out there, Go all the critics on, out there, on. what would you say? Like I said in the beginning, do not judge. And I won. Do not judge and you won. There you go. Yep. Oh, there you go. Patricia, thank you so much. Thanks, guys. Yeah. The and Mocha Show Podcast. Podcast. I've had dogs in my life and I love dogs and I understand the the mentality of the dog lover and people who are not only love their dogs but some people appear to be in love with their dogs where well, it's I just wouldn't go that far. It, well no but I don't mean that in a weird way I just mean that it's like your best friend it's the love of your life sometimes my dog, dog is like my best friend I love that guy what if you had the opportunity to hook your dog up with like a helmet and then talk to your dog <laughs> you'd look ridiculous <laughs> Uh, with like through a voice box where the technology has been developed or so they say uh, that would allow you when your dog barks, it would then translate the bark into human words. Would you be interested in that? The product is called uh, No More Woof and uh, uh, Tomas Mazzetti is the creator. Where's this guy in Sweden right <laughs> Sweden, now? Yeah. Hey, man. Good morning. Or good afternoon here in Sweden, actually. Uh, how are you, dude? <laughs> I'm great. How are you? Good. Okay. This I'm sure, isn't real. This I'm is sure not you real. Get this all the time, but is this for real? <laughs> you know, it's it's like, it, it, yeah, it is for real, but it's not perhaps what people expect it to be. It's it's like a normal EEG reader that pretty much says if the dog is agitated or if it's sleepy, and we connected that, and that I mean, every scientist say like, yeah, that's easy. The only thing we did was we connected it to a loudspeaker, which spells it out in human language. The problem with this is this. People already think that their dogs are capable of like super intellectual thought. Like people go way <laughs> too far with their dogs. And it's yeah. just it's just not true. It's a completely reactionary uh, thought process that dogs have. And when a dog barks, 
it's not telling you anything. <laughs> it's just a reaction to something it's feeling. So you're saying that when a dog barks, it will then turn. You're going to have the, this loudspeaker hooked to the dog's collar that says, like, I miss you, daddy. <laughs> no, it's actually connected. It's an EEG reader. It reads brainwaves. There's been a lot of research. There's not a lot of brain like scientists. Oh doing this and what you do you put the EG reader on the dog's head and then it tells you what kind of brain signals and if the dog is sleepy it looks totally different than if the dog is agitated or angry and so on and that's what we use we use those signals and we use a small processor and then it spells it out in human language is it like a helmet that you have to put on your dog uh well no no it's not a helmet it's more like a small cute hat oh, oh so my dog ain't wear no hats. <laughs> I've tried to put hats on my dog before. He will not wear a hat. Now, here's the thing. I have a dog. I have a golden retriever. And there yeah, are... Congratulations. Thank you. And there are three things in his entire life that he will do. And that is eat, sleep, and poop. And I don't need him to bark at me to tell me when he's <laughs> going to do any of those things. How long have you guys been doing research on this uh, to get it right? so far well as I, I think i mean it's, it's a fun thing we just discovered it we bought one of these eg readers we used it on on ourselves and, and toyed around with it and then we noticed that you can use it on a dog so we use i don't know half, half a year or something oh, okay we had it for fun and then we put it out on, <laughs> on indiegogo and we quite deliberately put a really low price on this but the whole global media got we were interviewed in media in Japan and Brazil and Singapore and now even Canada. How much have you guys made on Indiegogo for this? Well, we put a cap on it at $10,000. And but, I mean, we could basically raise $2 million. I don't know. People are crazy. People are crazy with their dogs. Dogs and ghosts. <laughs> I, I want to go on Indiegogo. Let's get into business together right now. You can figure the technology and I'll work on the marketing. We will be millionaires, bro. Here's what I want to do. Yeah. Here's what I want to do. Uh, you tell me You tell me how we can hustle people into this. Uh, once we've got them fixed up so they can talk to their dogs, which is all lonely people want to do anyway, so you're brilliant, uh, we need to invent a, a sweater, uh, an oversized sweater, something very, very comfy and nice and thick uh, that can convince people that if they wear this sweater, they will get hugs from ghosts. <laughs> Okay, we, you and I will make $5 million in a month. People will buy the ghost sweater and they will convince themselves that at night uh, when they're lonely and they don't have a dog, uh, that they're getting nice warm hugs from ghosts, from their dead grandma, everything else. It's a thought, but it seems like you have it sort of figured out and American scientists need to be much better on those. No, things. but the accent helps, bro. I need your accent. I need to have the guy that invented the talking dog collar on board for this. You don't understand. Okay, let's, so let's uh, discuss the terms of this deal and the accent. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Thomas, listen. Uh, if any of our listeners, if any listeners of the Raza Mocha Show are interested uh, in the No More Wolf... <laughs> Yeah. How do they get details? If they want to donate to your Indiegogo, uh, how do they do do all that? Yeah, first of all, they should not donate a lot. They should donate small sums. It's for fun. That's my, my recommendation. Google No More Wolf and Indiegogo and you'll find the page. It, mm. It's actually quite beautiful. In, in the end, we won't be able to do a lot with it. 
but I actually believe in the future some crazy dude will, will start to research this and then we can find out. Once your product, if your product hits the market, uh, how much are you looking yeah. to sell it for? $70, something like that. Sure. Okay. And the Hugago sweater is going to be 65 FYI. That's going to be the price point. <laughs> <laughs> on, on, so we have competition. Yeah, on Hug a Ghost. Don't worry. Don't worry about it. <laughs> All right, Thomas Mazzetti, thank you so much. Uh, from No More Wolf, thank you so thank much you. for being a part of the Roz and Mocha Show today. Thank you. Have a great day. Yeah. The Roz and Mocha Show Podcast. Podcast. The Church of Jesus. I'll praise Jesus. This is a religion based around uh, Kanye West. The five pillars. All things created. Must be for the good of all. No human being's right to express themselves must ever be repressed. Money is unnecessary, except as a, except as a means of exchange. Uh, this came out from uh, the love of Kanye West and the uh, sort of worshiping and love for what he has to say and his philosophies on life. You know those wacky interviews that Kanye West does? Mm -hmm. This guy who created this Church of Jesus is basing a religion based on that, where they are now worshiping Kanye. And he, who uh, wants to remain anonymous, is on the phone. Hey, dude. Yes, hello. Hi, welcome to the Raza Mocha Show, Kiss 92.5 in Toronto. How are you? Good, how are you doing? Doing great. Uh, Of all the religions in the entire world, is this the greatest religion of all time? (laughs) Uh, I guess that's what we claim, yeah. I mean, I wouldn't say it's a religion. I would call it more of a movement. Uh, what was the original intent behind this? I really didn't have a particular, like, big picture goal. Um, I just thought that, you know, Kanye would see it and, like, he'd really think it was cool and tweet it, and that would kind of be it. But I never really expected it to take off like this. <laughs> so are you are you the guy behind the Church of Jesus? Yeah, uh, this is actually a one-man operation at the moment. Okay, yeah. and since going public with this, how many how many members of your church are there? Do you know? Um, well, we've got like 500 followers on Twitter, but I mean, I've got you know thousands of emails, and I mean, it's it's if I look at like the amount of people who are on Twitter are just saying like I want to join, like I mean, it's it's considerable. But are these people who want to join because they truly believe in this, or are they they just want to join youth movement to bring spiritual ideas back to the mainstream? So when when you say, I want to join, and when you say, like, I believe in Jesus, that's just saying, like, you know, I'm not entirely about the commercial message that's always being forced down my throat. I believe in something deeper, too. I find Kanye comes off as, like, the most materialistic commercial you know human being that's in the really world. really interesting. I was talking to someone about this last night, and you know what? I think, you know, it's kind of like half full, half empty, you know? How do you see the glass, like... I always kind of like saw that as a superficial aspect of him, and I've always seen kind of like his more genuine heart and his passion. I mean, I can I can understand why you'd say that though, but um, I just never really felt like that was really was truly him, and I always felt like it's something that he struggled with. But like the the artistry and the passion underneath it, I mean, that's just rock solid. So. He talks so much about money, though. Oh, uh, I don't like you mean on his records or like no, just like in, in his interviews. Like I'm not talking about his music because lyrics are one thing, but yeah. how he represents himself. And maybe we're getting way too deep into the Church of no, Jesus here. I mean, you know, you take it where you want to go. <laughs> you know, but like, because at first I thought when you you know with with the Church of Jesus that you were loving Kanye in sort of like a, a 
hipster ironic way of where you know <laughs> we should all be wearing leather jogging pants and you know that's that sort of thing like it was more this but I'm getting the sense that you have found something maybe a little bit even profound in Kanye West that you're a little bit serious about yeah um, I think if you look at especially the Zane Lowe interview like he really he that's why I think he's kind of changed recently and like the whole materialistic thing has kind of definitely taken a back seat to what's much more of like of he's become much more of a visionary recently so I mean I don't really think that if you look especially at his recent interviews he does talk about money all that much so of all the people who are tweeting you and emailing you are they all Kanye West fans or have you found that uh, you're reading uh, emails from people who are not Kanye fans, but they like what you're saying and what you guys stand for. Yeah, I think there's a lot of people like that who are just saying like, well, this is a really cool, I these are just really cool ideas. And I get a lot of people from Africa who don't even know who Jesus is emailing me. And that is really surprising to me. I, I'm like, and they're, they they take it really seriously. <laughs> yeah. Has Kanye reached out to you guys? Um, no, I think, you know, we might be hearing from him maybe in a, in a few Eventually, I mean, it's sometime soon, but uh, I'm gonna yeah, say he has it's, not reached out to me. I'm going to say it's in the form of a cease and desist letter. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what? If he, if he sends me that, like, first of all, I'm not, I mean, I don't think if he's, <laughs> he, well, he, I don't have any money in the first place anyway, so I don't really see what he could sue me. I'm not making any money off this, and I'm really just doing it. Um, this is, so hold on a second here. You're telling me. You are the founder of a religion that is not making money? No, we, no that sounds insane religion. to me. Really <laughs> Why even start a religion if it's not for the purposes of making <laughs> money? First of all, this isn't really a religion. This is a movement. I mean, I never use the word religion on any of the pages, or I don't even think in, in but, my initial interview. But you put so. the word church in the title of it. Yeah, I mean, that's kind of a like a play of a, of a, of a thing. I mean, I don't really think that that's kind of like sort of... It's an idea. The, there's the idea of the religion underneath. Right. I have no plans to make this a form of religion. I, mean, I can tell you right now, I would not be good at running a religion. Outside of running the Church of Jesus, what do you do for a living? Uh, I'm a musician, actually. Okay. Mm -hmm. You know, as ridiculous as this is, in my head, every time I'm reading one of these crazy, like, the five pillars of Jesus, uh, the Church mm -hmm. of Jesus, as ridiculous as it is, in my head, I'm just comparing it uh, to all the other statements made by every other religion in the world, and right. I'm like, right. really not that wacky? Yeah, no, I mean, the... The those pillars, I mean, those are definitely based off like sort of a universal principle principle of goodness. I mean, especially if you look at the about page, we encourage you know yay disciples to to look at other religions. You know, disciples. I mean, like I don't think that this this website has all the answers. It's you know? sort of like Fight Club, don't you think? Uh, like, I actually that's my favorite movie. So yeah, because <laughs> there's, there's a lot in this where it's like, you know you got to be anonymous and you don't speak the name. Like there's a lot of there's a there's a sort of Fight I, Club. You don't have any idea how much I love Fight Club. Well, I, I do actually. <laughs> I really, I really do. I think the two most important things in your life are Fight Club and Kanye West, and you sort of like and you sort of married the two of them together. Uh, so uh, again, the the Church of Jesus, you've decided to remain anonymous and we can respect that but again uh, the purpose of this or at least the, the original intent of this before it sort of went viral was for you as a huge fan and a musician to gain some sort of attention from Kanye West right and it is uh, yet, it's yeah, yet I just happen. well it's not that that if I had thought it could have gone viral I would have I just never would you would have put more thought into it anyone would have cared like yeah <laughs> so yeah. that was I just figured you know okay like that's 
he's probably like one of the only people who would care, you know. So that's, but yeah, I mean, if if I had thought that you know this would be like really click with people, like mm-hmm. heck, I mean, I would have. You know, but I don't even think you can intend to do something like this if you, right. you know. Uh, Hi, bro. Well, uh, anonymous. Thank you so much, uh, the founder and head of the Church of Jesus, and also um, thank you for giving us the world exclusive. Uh, we spoke to a member of a church, the leader of a church, uh, who has not made a dime off his uh, off his beliefs. Thank you. <laughs> Faith be in Jesus. <laughs> All right, bye. Yeah. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. How would you like to get married every single day for an entire year? Get married every single day for an entire year. That is a lot of planning. That's a lot of planning. Uh, that is what one couple uh, are doing. And are they trying to break a record or something like this? I don't know. You always have to figure out why they're doing stuff like this. Um, Rachel K. Albers is on the line with us. She and her husband are, again, so in love. That they're getting married every single day for an entire year. Hey, Rachel. Good morning. Welcome to the Roz and Mocha Show, KISS 92.5 in Toronto. How are you? Sweet. I'm uh, tired. Today is day number what in uh, renewing your vows with your husband? 89. 89. How are you planning on doing it today? Well, I'm not. We're not planning. We're not planning. <laughs> uh, usually, our weddings are almost always spontaneous. We, we've started to plan some in, in advance for the next few months, but... Today, it's going to be spur of the moment, so I might even leave it up to Roberto. Okay, so hold on here. You and Roberto um, have decided to, because you're so wildly in love, the story goes, get married every single day for a year. Is this to break a record? <laughs> no, not at all. Um, I, because I don't think we would, we wouldn't technically break a record because we're not legally getting married every single That's day. That's what I want to so. know. So, so these weddings or marriages, I guess, that you have every day, what is it that you're doing? Well, we do retain somewhat of a, a structure that we repeat. Um, so we'll, one of us will propose to the other one sometime during the day. Um, and then usually we'll have some sort of a special ceremony. We'll sing a song together sometimes or we dance together or we, you know, we do something outside or we, we have friends or something like that. And then we exchange vows. That's the thing that is unique every single day is that the vows are always different. And then we kiss and we party. <laughs> okay. So, but what is the difference with what you're doing than when I just sit around with my girlfriend at the end of the day and we just tell each other how much we love each other? That's a good question. What is the difference? I'm is asking, there? I'm asking, <laughs> I'm asking you because I'm thinking when you, when you hear the, when you hear somebody say we're getting married every single day for a year, I, in, in, in my head, and I don't think I'm alone on this, we picture something much more elaborate than what you're describing. Yeah, absolutely. And that was part of it, too. I mean, obviously, using the word wedding, it, we have a, a cultural connotation to that, and it's very consumer-based, right? Because yeah, yeah. so now you think of the word wedding, and you think of this big, giant, white, luxurious event. Um, and so we were trying to challenge a little bit wedding culture and the emphasis on having this big, expensive just like earth-shattering event to start off, um, you know, a lifetime partnership, we questioned whether that really was the best way. So when people ask us, oh, is, you know, what's the difference between me just, you know, telling my girlfriend I love her every day, like you just said, mm-hmm. and our, our answer will be, well, there, there isn't a difference. I mean, is there a difference? No. And so what we're doing is more, you know, it, we do consider this long, extended one-year wedding, but it's more of a lifestyle. Really, it's, it's like changing our lifestyle. Most guys are really not that involved in the wedding. 
<laughs> I don't know what Roberto is or where he came from, but I have never met a guy that would be 100% willing to do a wedding every single day of his life. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's a common uh, comment. And unfortunately, Roberto is fast asleep, and I'm not cruel enough to make him wake up for this interview. But, wake, um, wake him up and marry him right no. now. <laughs> do one yeah. of your vows marry, right now. Marry. Uh, how long have you guys actually been married for? Uh, well, 89 days. So you did have one legal wedding. No, man, we didn't. No, oh, okay. Man. Hang on. So are you and Roberto, Roberto, are you guys actually married? <laughs> um, I, well, I, I guess it depends on who's asking the question. I mean, of course, in the eyes of the state, in the eyes of the church, not yet. We, okay. we do plan on having a legal ceremony at some point. And there's some red tape we've got to go through because I'm a, a U.S. citizen. He's a Mexican citizen. And so... Being making sure that our wedding is legally acknowledged in both countries is is not straightforward. Yeah. So, so the yeah. answer to "Are you really married?" is no. Yeah, I like to challenge that a little bit. I'm with you, Rachel. Uh, I I feel the exact same way you do. Where I am anti-marriage in the sense that I don't want the government in my business, but I am very much pro ceremony. Mm-hmm. If somebody wants yeah. to get together with all your friends and have delicious food and gorgeous drinks and dress up and exchange vows and tell everybody you know how much you love each other, uh, do it. Go for it. You know, and I don't know why somebody would look at you and think that you are any less of a fantastic couple or any less, quote unquote, married than somebody who has a legal document. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, I, I do want to acknowledge that we know and we and we feel strongly that the right to be married for any couple, the right to legally do that is important. And we're not trying to be flippant about that yeah. and say that that isn't an important, um, that that isn't something that people are fighting for all over the world, the ability to, to be legally married no matter who you are and, you know, who your partner is. So... That's important to us, too. And we're not trying to make any sort of a statement about that at no. all. We're sort of just trying to to start a discussion around wedding culture. Huh. And I did want to mention that, you know, when we were on the Huffington Post and we got some negative comments, we got some messages, and people were, like, really feeling bad for Roberto. And I even asked him, I was like, oh, babe, should we stop? Should we just, maybe this is right. I mean, I'm, maybe I am forcing you to do this because... You know, he never manifests that, and he's like, "No, we cannot stop now. We have to keep going. This yeah. is great." So he's into it. He's down. He's so, right. uh, do you already know what you're going to say to him t at some point today? Oh, uh, you know, I will probably tell him that I promise to always respect his need for self care and sleep. And um, to always take care of him in that way, which is why I'm not waking him up right now. <laughs> Listen, uh, mention mention Roz and Mocha in your vow today, okay? I will. Okay, I will. Thank you. And then and then put the put the video up on you put the video up on YouTube for us. I'll do it. All, All right, right. We'll uh, do that. we are huge fans of love, and uh, you know, uh, I'm assuming that this will eventually work out financially for both of you, also, <laughs> whether it's a movie or a book or a blog or whatever. Uh, congratulations <laughs> on today's wedding and tomorrow's wedding and the wedding after that. Thank you both. All right. Thanks very much, Rachel. Have an awesome day. You too. Thank Later. you. Yeah. The Roz and Mocha Show Podcast. Podcast. If there's anything you need to hear today, it's this. <laughs> God. Sometimes you just... You Does this song hold up? I don't think this song holds up. As I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I take a look at my life and realize there's nothing left. Cause I've been blasting and laughing so long that even when all the things that my mind is gone, but I ain't never.
So, didn't Kuli used to wear underpants on his head, or was that somebody else? One of, one of those dudes, dude. No, Either Cooley or Busta Rhymes or one of those guys. I think guys. he wore underwear on his head. Yeah. Uh, so I don't know how, how this went so wrong so fast, but we tried to get a hold of Coolio last night, and, and damn it, Morgan gave him a call just to see what was up. <laughs> <laughs> right? Because like, why not? We're yeah. like, you know, why not? You got the guy's number to yeah, call him so, so we were just like, hey, Coolio, what's up? And it, it just goes so wrong so fast, and Coolio is so insanely aggressive. What's up, man? What's happening? Oh, is, are you still living in a gangster's paradise or what? Well, what you think? <laughs> I want, One would hope the answer is yes. What, 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 what you think, bruh? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Do I seem like the type of m- that'll be switching up? Uh, to be living in a little punk hey, paradise? Dude, dude, I'm just trying to sound cool. <laughs> okay, well, don't be trying to sound cool. Let's let, leave all the cool to me. Right? Like, that's the first 20 seconds of your conversation with Coolio. Uh, and when Maury gives us, when Maury's laughing in there, that's Maury's like it's awkward, nervous, uncomfortable laugh. He's played the beginning of that again, please. So I will, man. What's happening? Oh, is, are you still living in a gangster's paradise or what? Well, what you think? <laughs> <laughs> keep going, keep going. <laughs> I want one would hope the answer is yes. What, 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 what you think, bruh? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Do I seem like the type of m- that'll be switching up? Uh, be that little punk hey, dude, dude, I'm just trying to sound cool. <laughs> okay, well, don't be trying to sound cool. Let's let, leave all the cool <laughs> to me. No, he's not playing, man. Coolio's nope. not playing. Nope. Uh, so, what is Coolio? He's got, a, he's got a cooking show. Is that the deal? I, that's what I thought. Yeah, I thought like he had a show, or he had like a couple of cookbooks out, or a okay. cookbook, or something. So, uh, so Maury starts, <laughs> and I still don't even understand why or how this conversation came to be uh, between whatever. David Maury and Coolio. Uh, They're talking food. But Maury just starts talking food with the sure, guy. Man. I gotta ask you a, a quick cooking question because you do have a cookbook, Cooking with Coolio. Oh, nice. Can I ask you a quick cooking yes, question? All right. You know, um, a lot of people use crock pots or slow cookers. And on our show, Roz, the the Roz and Mocha show, Roz says that people should not be making chili in a crock pot. I got to find out from you, a, a chef, Coolio, what do you think chef about making Coolio. chili in a crock pot? Well, my mother used to make chili beans in a crock pot all the time. So there may be some validity to his to his statement because, you know, if you're, if you're a two-parent working family, and you don't have time when you got to put them beans on in the morning and then come back and they be done when you get off work. That's what you got to do. So it's all up to the amount of time that you have. And, you know, because if you do, if you don't cook them in that slow cooker, you got to stand over those beans. You got to stand over that stuff, man. It'll burn. It'll, it, you know, it'll say, the water will boil out. You got to keep putting water in that stuff. You know, you got to, you got to, you got to, you can't, you can't cook and move. You know what I mean? You got to, you got to, you got to pay attention. 
<laughs> okay, so sounds normal, right? So a moment, <laughs> but, but still like very, I, very I, aggressive I'll sounding. I'll tell you though, but I find it so funny with Coolio that the only time he calms down is when you start talking about beans. <laughs> like what happened to this guy that like he wants to chill and have a conversation with you about beans and also Coolio agrees with me, right? Who do I say? What do I say about uh, uh, slow cookers and crockpots? Slow cookers and crockpots are for uh, working moms and people who hate food. Right, nobody else should do it. So he he nailed it, man. Yeah, when you got no time and you got to be uh, two uh, two parents working, you got to throw some beans in that crock pot. Uh, does he does he go off the handle again? So the conversation starts with Coolio very <laughs> aggressive. Yeah. The conversation midway kind of <sighs> cools down. No yeah. pun intended. Yeah. Uh, a little bit because he's talking about food, yeah. and then gets amped up again. Okay. Coolio, man, thank you so much for the time. And uh, next time you're up in Canada, make sure you pop into the studio at Kiss 92.5 and the Raza Mocha Show. You know what? Do you know they will not let me come to Canada? Oh. I have a gun charge. <laughs> an old-ass gun charge. Okay? I have an old-ass gun charge. What was the gun charge so, for? Did, did you have a gun on you? No, I didn't, I didn't do it. I, I just got caught with a gun. Standing at the weapon. I didn't shoot. <laughs> Stop! Stop! <laughs> Did you have a gun on you? Well, no, uh, you know, uh, 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 yeah, I had a gun on me. Have a gun on you? No, I didn't, I didn't do it. I, I just got caught with a gun. <laughs> carrying a concealed weapon. I didn't shoot anyone or brandish mm-hmm. my weapon or fired in city limits. I didn't do anything. Well, if the gun charges ever dropped, you're welcome in studio, man. Hey, I am the ghetto gourmet. I'm cool with the flow of the neighborhood. Ghetto is not superhero down. Go toe to toe. Shaka Zulu, eh? I'll see you soon. My favorite thing, my favorite thing oh, is when my God. you can always tell somebody's up to no good when they know a little bit too much about the law. Oh, you know, easy. it wasn't concealed. I didn't fire within the city limits. I didn't. I didn't take it out before six p.m. I didn't bring it into a movie theater. Like it's what's really crazy to me when somebody knows a little too much about the law. You shouldn't know that much about the law unless you're breaking it. Nobody who lives within the law knows that much about the law. Only people who break the law know that much about the law. No, I didn't, I didn't do it. I, I just got caught with a gun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No big deal. No so, big deal. There you go. That's damn It is a gangster's paradise. Talking more. with Coolio on the Razamoka Show. Sam Smith for you right now. Stay with me. This is Kiss 92.5. No, I didn't, I didn't do it. I, I just got caught with a gun. Yeah. The Roz and Mocha Show Podcast. Podcast. Is she a genius or is she overbearing? That's the question of the mom who created the Ignore No More app. Basically, when you're trying to get a hold of your kid, you put this app on their phone. And if you call them and they don't call you back, their phone locks remotely until they call you back. Whoa. Oh, yeah. There's and you're saying to yourself. How's that gonna? How's that kid gonna call me back if the phone locks? Mm-hmm. Here's the answer. You know when your phone locks and you go to put in the password. Yeah. Uh, you can hit a button. It says you can make an emergency call only. Yeah. yeah. Well, now it's emergency call yeah. or mom. <laughs> call your mom or home. Yeah, a lot of people. There, people are split on this, man. Do you need that much control over your kid? What happened to just setting ground rules and parameters? Who knows?
But the uh, Ignore No More is about to make her very rich. That's right. Sharon Standiford is on the line. Hey there. Good morning. How are you? It's Roz and Mocha, Kiss 92.5 in Toronto. Thank you guys for having me on. Parents love you, kids hate you, right? Oh, you can say that. That's exactly right. Can we first, uh, let's talk about the ages here that inspired this. Like when you say kids uh, that have a phone, that's a pretty broad age now to want to have that much control. What age is the optimum age for this? It's the age that your children have a cell phone. I mean, so it can be from eight all the way up to 17, which I'm using it on my 17-year-old. So it really is a broad range. Why are you using it on your 17-year-old? Yeah, he's still in high school and I still pay that cell phone bill, so I'm going to use it on it. But why do you need that much control over a 17-year-old? I mean, let's look at it this way. Is that when most parents buy a um, child a cell phone, it's so that they can keep in touch with them throughout the day. And when kids choose to ignore those texts and calls, they're like breaking their end of the deal. So um, Ignore No More just gives parents a a response tool, just kind of like a digital timeout. It's no different than, I'm going to say, like taking the keys from them for their car when when they get in trouble and do something that you don't like. So is that basically what happened? Is that your 17-year-old kept ignoring your phone calls, so you decided to come up with the uh, Ignore No More app? That is exactly what happened. Uh, It was trying to get a hold of him so that uh, he could let the dog out, and after repeated calls and texts to him, which I knew he was ignoring because I knew he had the cell phone right beside of him, I got really frustrated and said, I'm going to develop an app, or I'd like to develop an app that uh, shuts their phones down, makes them call me back. Did you put the app on his phone without him knowing? at first or did he know no no he knew about it and he even actually helped us test um ignore no more in its early early phases when you were 17 um how did your parents get a hold of you when they needed to get a hold of you i didn't have a cell phone so it was a matter of them calling other people to um, try to get a hold of me but it was also setting parameters setting rules there was an understanding right right and that's that's what ignore this is what it's about. I mean, parents um, just want to get a hold of their kids and ignore no more. But what I'm saying is that back in the day, it was uh, you would tell your 17 year old, listen, I'm not going to be home till six. You're going to get home at school at three thirty. Uh, I know you got banned after that. Feed the dog. Try and be home around nine. And then you would all just see each other around nine and hope it all worked out. Right. And, and I think there was a little bit more re- respect back then. I mean, like you said, your parents told you to do something. And I did it. I mean, I, I, you know, I just responded to what they were asking me to do most of the time. But I don't understand. Like, what is the need? I, I wonder if the, the need for something like this only exists because you can get a hold of somebody 24 hours a day. I look at it as um, kind of like a little bit of a peace of mind. In other words, I know that my kid is using the cell phone and I know that they're ignoring me. And way um, that one parent put it in a comment to me is that now her kids can no longer put her out of mind when they're out and about with their friends. They know that they have to respond to text and call. What happens when they get their own job and get their own cell phone on their own plan and decide to ignore you then? Well, then, well that's a different, different story. We can't control that. But they're paying their own bill. So if they uh, choose to ignore you, then that's just the way that it is. Yeah, I just don't. I just don't know if we, if you need to have that much control over uh, over a seventeen year. Like I know you paid the bill and and everything else, but you know it, it, this is a a problem that would not exist if cell phones didn't exist. You know, like it's. <laughs> not true because kids get kids get in trouble all the time I and mean, we're just looking at one aspect that deals with a cell phone whether they're not making the grades that you want or they're they're breaking a curfew we 
as a society, we, we punish our kids in many different ways. And if you want to look at this as a way of uh, punishing your 17-year-old, then, then so be it. If, if you've set parameters, they need to um, stick to those parameters. But isn't this more of a parenting thing as opposed to a technology thing? If your kid listens to... It's a, li- mixture. it's a mixture of both. This is the day and age of, of technology. You can't ignore t- technology. It's everywhere. Sure, but um, if your kid did listen to you, there would be no need for this. No, there would be no need for this if uh, kids listen to you. So does this not then alleviate somebody of just being a more solid parent when they can just shut their kid's phone off all the time? Where you don't have to have a conversation of, why are you ignoring me? You don't have to have a conversation of, hey, listen, we have rules in this house. You, don't ha- you no longer have to have that conversation. It's, it's that, I think it's the threat there now that um, kids know that Ignore No More is on their phones and that if they are going to ignore texts and calls, that mom is going to lock their phone down. Can they delete the app? Uh, it's virtually impossible. Oh, to delete man. The app. Can this be used on coworkers that you can't get a hold of? Hey, hey, hey. I've, I really have gotten emails saying, can I use this on my wife or can I use this on the hus- my husband? And, and my comment to that is just no comment. Oh, snap. So that means you can. Mm-hmm. Since the, uh, the release <laughs> of the Ignore No More app, uh, how many downloads have you received? Um, it's been overwhelming. I'll say that. It's been overwhelming, the response we've received. Yeah, you've been making some pretty sweet coin? Well, let's just put it this way. Um, uh, developing an app is expensive, and uh, that my husband is nowhere near being able to quit his job yet. Yeah. All right. Until yeah. you get a phone call next week from somebody. Yeah. Your message to your kid are going to be like, hey, we're on the boat <laughs> in, the, in the Caribbean. Why aren't you calling me back? <laughs> the Ignore No More app available right now for download on uh, Google Play. Uh, the developer of the app, Sharon Standiford, thank you very much for joining us on the Roz and Mocha Show today. All right. Thank you guys for having me. I really do appreciate it. You got it. it. Thanks. Take care. Yeah. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Hoax or not, this is the one of the biggest stories of the past 48 hours, and I, we are fascinated with it. Everybody is, mainly because of the ridiculousness of it. Um, Jasmine Tri-Devil <laughs> uh, claims a doctor put a third boob in between her regular boobs, and that it's there and it's for real. And her reasoning at first was that she did it so she would not be attracted to men. She didn't want men to find her attractive anymore. That was her original reasoning. Fame and money and all that other stuff, I'm sure, is buried in there somewhere. Um, so is it real? No, it's not. Um, but should she be given the opportunity to explain uh, herself and why she is doing this? Absolutely. We are joined now <laughs> by the woman with three boobs, Jasmine Tridevil. Good morning. Good morning. How are you? Doing fantastic. It's the Raza Mocha Show, Kiss 92.5 in Toronto. Okay. Let's just start off here. Uh, what do you say, because I, I've yet to find somebody that actually uh, believes that this is true. What do you say to everybody uh, who says that this is not true? I have proof that it's true, and I'm going to reveal that very soon. What is your proof? You'll see. But what is, what is that proof, though? I don't want to get into detail yet, but you'll see. Are you going to do like a uh, topless photo? Like, I'm not trying to be crude, but like topless photos to close up type thing? That's like not to proof. proof? That's not proof. I have more than one way I can prove it. Um, and I'm still deciding on how I'm going to do it. Is it going to be the doctor that performed the, uh, the operation on you? I'm thinking about posting the video early, but I'm not sure. I mean, I would still have to blur out his face, <laughs> but I really wanted to wait until MTV accepts my show. But... As of right now, from the way things are looking, I'm thinking about just showing that to the public now. Uh, Has MTV reached out to you already? 
No. Has anyone reached out to you about doing a reality show? No. I mean, I haven't really checked all my messages, but I don't think so. You've you've read everything that's been written about you uh, recently over the past couple of days. Uh, let's just start with the um, the report from the airport that said that you had your luggage stolen, and when you wrote down the contents of what was stolen in your luggage, uh, you put down three breast prosthetics. I have an explanation for that, and I'm going to reveal that later. So these three breast prosthetics that were stolen in your luggage are not the ones that are on your body. I have an explanation for that, and I'm going to reveal that later. When are you going to reveal that, and in what way? Twitter, Facebook, you're going to post a video on YouTube, are you going to be on the news, do you have a television special coming out? I want to get on a talk show. You're okay. on one. But you you tweeted that you're going to be on Kimmel. No, I, I found out that's a scam because the news contacted the Jimmy Kimmel show and said, hey, did you really contact this girl? And they said no. I also, Inside Edition also contacted me and they sent me a contract with their logo on it and the news contacted them too and they said that they never contacted me either. So I think these two people had connections and they were both messing with me. Okay, uh, you have the opportunity now to just give... Like something like if you want to do uh, Kimmel, if you want to do Inside Edition, you're on a very large talk show right now. Uh, give us something. Give somebody something because this is not going to get any better for you as far as anybody getting on your side or you making any money off this. So is there what is the what is something that you can tell us and everybody else right now uh, to kind of move this forward in your direction? I don't want to say anything right now because every time I did. I, every every time I say anything, people twist my words and they make it look bad and then they just make rumors about me. So I don't want to say anything right now until I'm in person. How long did the procedure take? An hour and a half. An hour and a half. Uh, there's doctors that are saying that this would have taken at least nine months. At least, no, it took an hour and a half. How did it only take an hour and a half? The The body doesn't work like that. Yes, it does. I have the video and I'm going to show it. So you say that this whole, from start to finish, you getting a third boob took 90 minutes. Mm-hmm. But you said that they, they grafted skin off your stomach. Yeah. They grafted skin off your stomach and built you a boob in 90 minutes. Yes. Why did you need three prosthetic boobs? Listen, I'm going to talk about this when I'm in person on a talk show. Either on a talk show or on the news. Well, you're, well, you're, you're on, you're on right both now. right now. <laughs> Every time I say something, the media changes what I say and make it look really bad. Okay, but what what is the media change that you've said to make you look bad? There's so many rumors about me. Like one one article said that I got the the surgery um, just to try to sleep with Chris Angel, and that is a big rumor. I would like he wouldn't be into that. Well, Jasmine, what we're saying is that you have. The opportunity right now on a massive, massive, massive platform with millions of people listening. Like, these are your words right now. You have the opportunity to clear the air and say, just tell everything. I don't want to say anything right now. I want to give physical proof. All right, Jasmine, give us a date. When's the truth going to come out? Um... This, I'm hope I'm hoping this week, but don't hold me to that. Okay. Do you so either tomorrow, Friday, or Saturday. Sunday. Sunday. So Sunday. So Sunday, all will be revealed. Jasmine Tri Devil will talk about her third boob. Yes. 
what do you get out of this, hon? I'm just trying to figure, I'm just trying to go through, like, just trying to go, I, you know, somebody like you, even if this was true, uh, you know, if, if you legitimately were somebody who wanted a third boob, you know, I would say you don't need a plastic surgeon. You need a psychiatrist, you know, and that's, and that's not me taking a shot at you. That's just the truth. And I start to think that anybody who would lie about getting a third boob for the reasons of publicity or money, you don't need a television network. You also need a psychiatrist. Okay. You know what I mean? Like, uh, have you had, have you been to, have you had somebody, have you talked to somebody about this stuff? No. Is this all just for publicity and you trying to get a, get on TV? I really wanted to have my own reality show. How about you this? Know, do you have parents? Where are your parents? My dad is in Dunedin, and my mom is in Tarpon Springs. Okay, what do they say to you about this? Oh, yeah. I mean, like, I already know I'm nuts. But so you know you're mom, nuts? Yeah. <laughs> you think, like, you think you're crazy a little bit? I know I'm crazy. <laughs> uh, last question. Uh, have you named it? Jasmine's Jugs. No, uh, the third. Oh. I was thinking Ike was a cool name. No, actually, I named it Raja. Jasmine Tri-Devil, the world is talking about you. I think <laughs> you don't, you don't mission accomplished because that's what you wanted. I, My honest opinion, I cannot see you getting a reality show out of this. After the, oh, all of this, I can. After all of this happens. Um, but good luck to you. Thank you very much for taking time out of your morning to talk to us on the Raza Mocha Show. Thank you. Bye. Okay. okay. Yeah. The Raza Mocha Show Podcast. Podcast. So why do why do things catch? Maury, find some other uh, old timey songs about food, please. <laughs> While we're at it, we'll come back and revisit this. Uh, Potato salad, for some reason, this took off uh, like crazy over the weekend. A guy uh, named uh, Zach Danger Brown started a Kickstarter campaign. I thought this was a joke. Where he was looking to make potato salad, realized that he loved potato salad, but had never made potato salad. So he went on Kickstarter and said, hey, listen, uh, my goal is 10 bucks. I need to buy potatoes and a little bit of mayo. And then the next thing you know, he's got $35,000 and is uh, an international superstar for wanting to make potato salad. Can I read to you <laughs> what some of the goals are? Like, if you donate X amount of bucks? Yes. Or, sorry, if he raises X amount of bucks? Yeah. Here's what you get. For $35, says, I will make four times as much potato salad. Oh, there you go. For $75... Pizza party <laughs> for a hundred bucks. I will. Uh, I will try two different potato salad recipes. Uh, but it really did take off. It's extremely uh, endearing, and as you know, with Kickstarter, there is no way to return money. So uh, Zach Danger Brown is here <laughs> yes. uh, to talk about what he's going to do with that money. Also, hey, yeah. Before before Roz, uh, yeah. before you ask Zach is on the line right now. Before you ask him, again? no. Before you oh. ask him your first question, yeah. uh, for a thousand dollars, it yeah. says here I'll do a live stream of the potato <laughs> salad making. Okay, that's great. Go ahead. People start thinking, well, what makes this guy so special? So, uh, why did this happen? 
Why yours? Why potato salad? Why you? Why now? Um, you know, like anything on the internet, I think it was luck and lucky timing, I guess. But I think that people are supporting it because it's, uh, you know, it's just a kind of a silly nonsense um, thing. You know, it's it's fun to say that you're supporting potato salad or that you backed potato salad on Kickstarter. It's just like, um, it's a weird little absurd thing. How long ago did you put this up on Kickstarter? Thursday. At what point since Thursday did you start noticing, holy crap, I'm getting a lot more money than I thought? Oh, Thursday night when I thought we hit our peak. <laughs> uh, yeah. And again, what we was were, your peak? Just to remind people. Uh, it was $216. And yeah. you are now at and, what? Uh, I... I just before I called in, it said thirty-five thousand. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I. How much of this is creating just like a fun little community for people to enjoy over the weekend, and really, then they're never going to even think about it ever again. I don't know. You know, it's it's um, it, this thing. You know, it, it, we may get to Friday, which is I mean, how many more days from now? Yeah. Three days. Three days is like an internet millennium. Yeah. So by the time we get to Friday, people might might never be talking about this ever again. And, and no, but, but okay. I, mean, I mean that in a, uh, sorry, I, I mean that in a good way. I mean, you know, yeah, totally. it's, it, it, there's nothing malicious about this. There's nothing right. sort of fame, you know, you're not doing this to score a reality show. It's just a really sweet, endearing thing. It's like you just can't, potato salad. Yeah, you can't hate on potato salad, and there's not enough of that on the internet. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I, I caught myself um, yesterday. I was... Uh, I was delirious and on one hour of sleep and answering questions, and um, I referred to it uh, by using uh, a Dungeons & Dragons alignment uh, to, to refer to it as lawful good. Potato salad is pure. It's uncorruptible. It's like, it's just this, this funny little thing that, that is not, um, it's not mean. It's not snarky. It's just like this little joke that people are, you know, you're in the potato salad club if you give a dollar. Uh, you can say, I backed potato salad. <laughs> So, what are you going to do with all the money that you've raised? We're still trying to figure that out. I know that um, we want to throw this epic party in Columbus, Ohio. Uh, we are inviting the entire internet. As internet users, you guys are invited. Thank <laughs> oh, you. Uh, more seriously, our goal here is none of this money goes into my pocket. None of this money goes into any of our pockets. Um, this is, you know, we're, we're trying to figure out how do we do the, the most good with this opportunity and with this money. And the, I mean, the money is, is uh, secondary, really. It's, it's the opportunity is, is much bigger. How do we use this to do the, the greatest good? Was there a, a moment where you realized, man, I just made 35 grand? You know, uh, because I imagine that... Yeah, it was like, it was like five minutes ago. Yeah, <laughs> no, but, 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 but with that, you, you realize that this whole thing would take an ugly, ugly turn if you just pocketed 35 grand, right? Oh, yes. Yeah, uh, internet history is is ripe with that. Uh, yeah. You know, people who uh, build up a following and then betrayed the trust of the internet, and I just respect the internet too much for that. Uh, that that's not that will not happen. And you respect Tater Salad. <laughs> Ain't nothing wrong with that, bro. <laughs> Yo, Zach Brown, thank you so much for joining us on the Razamoka Show today, man. We appreciate thank it. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, I really later, appreciate bro. it. Take Thanks, care, dude. dude. Yeah, the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. So, Skip Lag, let me explain this to you. Mm. When you're booking a ticket, yeah. a plane ticket, nobody wants to connect. Oh, it's right? the worst. Nobody, nobody wants a layover. Oh, such a waste of time. Everybody wants that direct flight. Direct flights are very expensive. Yeah. Okay, but what if you were flying, you wanted to fly to Chicago? Sure. 
a flight from Toronto to Chicago costs X amount of money. Mm-hmm. But if you have Chicago as a layover stop on a flight to Los Angeles, let's say you find which is a, very common, which is very common. Let's say you find a flight to Los Angeles, but you you found one that has like a twelve hour layover in Chicago, but it's a super dirt cheap fare. Yeah. So instead of buying a direct ticket from Toronto to Chicago, you buy a ticket from Toronto to Los Angeles with a 12-hour layover in Chicago, <gasps> and then you just don't get on the plane to Los Angeles. Oh, I would so do that. Okay, it's called Hidden Cities, and it's been going on for a long time, uh-huh. but airlines don't like it. They well, I can see it. why, yeah. They're- so United Airlines is suing this 22-year-old kid that we're about to talk to right no, now. No, really? Yeah. He makes no money off the website. He doesn't uh-huh. sell tickets off the website. All he does is help people find those fares with hidden cities in it. And oh, now snap. United and Orbitz are trying to sue this kid. Hey, Actuar. Hi. What's going on, dude? It's Razamoka, Kiss 92.5 in Toronto. Nothing much. Where's the lawsuit right now? Because this, when you just see it, you're not making any money. You're not selling anybody tickets. Uh, what was your take when you found out that Orbitz and United were suing you? Well, uh, this is like sort of an inevitable, uh, like what am I doing here? I'm helping consumers save a lot of money in a way that no one else is. Um, so obviously, like something was bound to happen. Um, yeah. <laughs> I want to find out from you, how did you obtain the information that you are giving to the general public, this uh, the, the hidden city information. Well, How did you come across this? Well, this is all like publicly available information. It's something anyone can um, come up with. Yeah, so, uh, it's very easy to access. Um, like, there's like I'm sure you could think of a ton of creative ways to find this information. It just hasn't been organized in the way that Skip like organizes it, so you can like search for um, search for what your destination is a layover. But it's available. Uh, United calls this unfair competition. But I don't know what the competition is. <laughs> like you, um, like all I'm doing here is um, just like showing people information and like, yeah, like provide, providing them like a way of like accessing like these itineraries that are available by these corporations. Okay, give uh, everybody listening right now um, a really great example of a ticket price difference that you've come across uh, using a hidden city. Sure. Um, so, uh, let's say you're in Calgary and you want to go to Toronto, uh, it, it might actually be about like 35% cheaper to book to like Atlanta with a layover in Toronto. And oh, really? Like so, it, so book a trip from Calgary to Atlanta that has a layover in Toronto yeah. and just yeah. like, don't get on that next flight to Atlanta. Right. Yeah. Oh, snap. <laughs> now these only work on, again, on one way tickets. Right. And if you don't check baggage, right? Yeah. So like if you check baggage, it'll end up going to the. Oh, right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And I also heard that uh, when airlines, because there's no actual law against this, and I heard that it was so frowned upon with some airlines that if they catch you doing this, they can, one, uh, suspend your air miles account. Really? And two, prevent you from booking your flight home on their airline. <gasps> Serious? Yeah. Um, so, like, for some airlines, it's against their rules to miss flights on purpose. So... <laughs> You just have to take it the way you want to take it. Like when you uh, decide to fly with them, you're uh, agreeing to their rules called contract of carriage. And um, yeah, you're supposed to read that, but I wonder you're if like, supposed to. Read. No, nobody, nobody reads, reads that. that. I didn't even know that that was a thing. <laughs> to nobody, be honest with nobody you, nobody reads that. 
again, I was on your website last night, and it's a, it's fascinating. It's a skiplagged.com. Uh, you're being accused of unfair competition by United and Orbitz for telling people about these hidden city fairs. And uh, what's United suing you for? How much? Um, I believe the overall uh, lawsuit is six counts of 75000 75000 And what are you doing to raise money to help this? Do you have, like, a Kickstarter or something? Well, I just have a GoFundMe campaign to help with the legal fees. Okay. Um, I'm not raising money to, like, pay for, quote-unquote, damages. So are you still running your website now? Like, are you continuing business, or are you just, like, did you oh, just yeah. shut it down? I'm still running it. Yeah, no, oh, it's, it's still, uh, it's still up and good. It's still up and good, and you're not making any money off it. Yeah, and and uh, you know something like United, they make it when they when they put these unfair, they use un words like unfair. They make you think that United is some sort. It's a person. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. It's not a person. It's a it's a it's a billion dollar corporation. It's not a guy that is like, oh, you stole. It's, it's not a person. They make you feel like United is some sort of guy. Like there's a guy whose last name is United. Right. It's his family business <laughs> that you're stealing from. It's not the case. Uh, listen, uh, dude, your website is fantastic. Uh, you run this all by yourself. And this isn't even your full-time job. All I know is that you live alone in an apartment in New York City. So you've got to be doing something right. <laughs> At 22 years old. <laughs> Actor, thank you so much for joining us on the Roz and Mocha Show today. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah. The Roz and Mocha Show Podcast. Podcast. Shipyourenemiesglitter.com. That is the website. Uh, this blew up last week, and I had sort of followed the story, and it, it, it just got way too ridiculous. And I always feel like I'm being trolled when I read something now. I just can't trust anything. And it's a problem because I really like to enjoy. I would like to think that there is somebody in the world who will actually ship uh, tiny little pieces of glitter to somebody you don't like. And I actually like to think that there's people in the world who will pay $10 for that service. Crazy, huh? Uh, they say that uh, Ship Your Enemies Glitter has got 2,000 orders, so much so that the founder of Ship Your Enemies Glitter uh, couldn't keep up with it. So he asked people to stop sending him glitter because he actually hates glitter, which is weird. Uh, and now he's trying to sell his company, I believe, or sold his company. Yeah. His name is Matthew Carpenter, and he's on the phone with us right now. Hey. Hey, how's it going? Pretty good. How are you today? Uh, you know, can't complain. <laughs> really? <laughs> well, I can, but, you know, I'm not going to. So what happened? Is the site no more? Is that the deal? No, oh, man. The site's still up. Um, we're just not taking orders at the moment because I got... Like two thousand that I have to process, and it's only me. So, so when you had the idea, did you think? Obviously, you didn't think it was going to take off the way it did. But like, what was your your thought process before last week when you were coming up with the idea? I had no idea that it was going to get this popular. I thought I did not think people were stupid enough to spend ten bucks on an envelope filled with glitter. But uh, apparently, there's two thousand uh, of the world's brightest people that ordered from our website so so you took what two thousand orders at ten dollars a pop yeah about two thousand two hundred i guess and why on earth are you not just hiring staff right now because when it happened i was on holidays i it was the second day into my holidays i don't have a computer in front of me because i was at like this random uh apartment and you know i was i was starting to stress i had two thousand orders coming in and so i thought the best thing to do is take it offline and that's what I did. The whole thing with you complaining and, and asking people to stop sort of sounded uh, almost as trolly as the, I, the the website's idea in itself. Yeah, I guess you can say that. <laughs> <laughs> Was that your way of getting the website a little bit more attention? <laughs> Maybe. 
I can't really say. You can't say? Well, it's really well, a yes or no. It's really a yes or no question. Well, I'm not a yes or no sort of guy. <laughs> okay. okay, there's something I I I was following this story all last week. There's just I think it's hysterical. I I think it's funny. I think it's harmless. But there's something fishy with you, dude. There's something going on with this. Well, I mean, I I don't think you know me. You, I mean, you could be. I think you're pretty fishy. Oh, like, Jesus. Here, here, we here, 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 here we go. Here we go. I like this guy. Okay. Uh, is this website or was this website built as a promotional tool for something else that you have on the go that you're about to reveal to the rest of the world? Uh, no. Okay. okay. Is the intent of this website simply to send people glitter or is the intent something else? Well, that, that, that's what the website says. Okay. Well, but what do you say? I don't know. Okay, here we go. <laughs> See, I knew I, I. There's something fishy with you, bro. Like, and I don't know oh what it God. is. And I'm not hating. I think if it is, it's 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 brilliant. Uh, you made a lot of news in a very short period of time. But I, there's just something going on with this, dude. Well, get, get to know me. Send me a couple of emails. Let's have a chat. Get you a think beer. I'm gonna? You think I'm gonna give you any information about me? I'm gonna get a big package of glitter in the mail from you. <laughs> yeah. Well. I mean, you got me on radio at 10.30 at night time. I should be in bed or folding envelopes, so you have sort of pissed me off a bit. <laughs> There's something up with you, bro. Listen, I, I like you. I, I, I like the idea of this. I like the idea of this website. But when I get to the bottom of this, which I will get to the bottom of this. We're going to have another no, conversation. Yes or no, are you selling your website, shipyourenemiesglitter.com? Yeah, it's up for sale right now on Flipper. Okay. And have you had any uh, any offers coming in? Oh, yeah. We've had... Um, like 300 bids and uh i think it's up to i don't know 60 or 70k at the moment okay and are you any closer to to selling it yeah the auction ends in a couple of days okay what was the what was the starting bid what were you selling it for uh we listed it for sale at one dollar which i think was a steal okay why would you list it for one dollar <laughs> one dollar i mean where do you want me to start i don't know how much money have you made in a week uh including my other stuff or just this website just that website what are your other websites no, I can't say. Okay, <laughs> now guy. we're on to something here. Here's what I don't understand. why the, Even the idea of you selling the website, what is to stop somebody else from just coming up with a new uh, uh, website on their own where yours is going to... Ship your, ship your enemies uh, confetti.com. Yeah. Well, they have. There's like 50 coins out there, but they're all, I don't know, they're... They're not. They're not this website. Okay, there's something up with you, bro. What's that? So your other website is called what again? If your enemies Yeah. What's your other website called again? Oh, I'm not telling you that. Okay. <laughs> we'll tell you one. All right, dude. Listen, I I I think you're doing great work. Uh, even if it is the word you doing it or not, uh, wish you all the luck. And uh, when we get to the bottom of this, bro, we're gonna have another conversation. All right, Matthew. Thank you for joining us on the Raza Mocha Show. Yeah, it's cool. Okay, man. All right, buddy. I'm gonna ship some glitter to your house. <laughs> okay, good luck. Yeah, the Raza Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Kickstarter is the place where dreams come true. That's what Kickstarter really is. Kickstarter is a place where dreams come true. Mm -hmm. You can come up with a cooler with a speaker in it, and the next thing you know, you ah. have $10 million in your pocket. Yes. You can go on Kickstarter, even as a millionaire filmmaker, and ask people to give you a million dollars, and they will give you a million dollars. People pay for a lot of things. Veronica, that's how Veronica Mars. That's how Veronica Mars got made. Uh, came about, right? And Kickstarter and the other Kickstarters 
are fantastic for that, but they're also terrible for that because people will jump onto a ridiculous idea. The guy that wanted uh, to make potato salad, and the next thing you know, he had $80,000 from people <laughs> to simply make potato salad. <laughs> what would you pay for a fart in a jar? Now, we're not talking just a regular fart in a jar. We're talking about farts in jars from all over the world. Would you pay $9 will get you one fart in the jar from the nationality of your choice, Mocha? Ah. What would that be? Italian, I bet. <laughs> all right. Uh, you can go all the way up to $500. 500 What does 500 bucks get you? $500 will get you 80 jars full of 80 farts from all over the world. What? Worldwide farts? <laughs> farts of the world. Uh, Roy Stanton is the man behind farts in a jar, and he wants your money. Welcome to the Raza Mocha Show, Kiss 92.5 in Toronto. So, you're selling farts, huh? Well, why not? People are selling everything else. It's about time farts had a little bit of recognition. Is this a joke? Of course not. Okay. <laughs> of course it is. Uh, how much How much money have you raised so far on your Kickstarter? Well, so far on Kickstarter, we've raised a whole $30, which I think is a, you know, respectable small start. What is your goal? Just, uh, our goal is $10,000. Okay. Oh, my God! $10,000 for farts? <laughs> so, the $10,000 is for what? Well, $10,000 is, you know, to pay for all the work it takes to go and harvest the farts. Harvest the farts? From around the world. It's a hard job. Okay. You know, someone, someone has to do it. Uh, let's just say, <laughs> let's just, let's just take this seriously for one second, because I'm assuming that this is your life's work. Uh, and not some and not some get rich quick scam. Uh, and I had I thought of it first, I would be selling farts as well. By the way, uh, how do you? How does one harvest a fart uh, for the purposes of resale? Well, a very good question. You know, you have to you know select certain areas in different regions of the world where the farts are likely to have the right texture and, and odor and, and what have you. And then you basically have to start the collection process with a variety of um, of utensils. You know, large jars, small jars. Jars with corks, jars with lids, and um, and sometimes the donors aren't willing, so you have to chase after them, and that's uh, quite awkward. So, are you like, what do you do for a living? Are you an expert in farts? <laughs> well, I am now. You know, after yeah. traveling the world and and harvesting these these farts from multiple places, I've become quite an expert. Yes. Okay. How many farts have you harvested? Oh, thousands. Okay, thousands, thousands of farts. Thousands you are and so thousands you are so full of it right now. Uh, <laughs> but but I will entertain this because I really really do quite enjoy farts. Um, so is the fart then captured in something and then placed in a jar, or is the fart put directly into the jar? Ah, that's an excellent question. Yes, it's captured in a variety of jars around the world, which is shipped to us, and then we use a special siphoning technique to extract the fart from that jar into our special. Special fart jar. How do you, how do you how do you confirm that the jar actually contains a fart? Well, you know we have a dedicated team, right? Um, myself included, whose job it is to guarantee that you know the farts are verified for. Like, do you open region. the lid just a little bit, <laughs> like, and just like take a quick sniff and then put the lid back on? Well, when we have multiple samples from the same area, where we can do that for verification purposes. We want to make sure that you know farts from Paris actually smell like farts from Paris. We don't want it. To confuse people with London farts or what, um, farts what differentiates yeah. what differentiates say a Parisian fart uh, from a California fart? Well, 
I'd have to say camembert mostly. Okay, but, so it's um, the cheese, right? <laughs> I thought it would be the cheese. You are. I listen. I I'm happy you're doing what you're doing. Uh, I'm happy you've raised ten dollars so far uh, for fart in a jar. Oh, thirty dollars. If uh, somebody would like to uh, get in on this, where do they find Absolutely. you? Just go to kickstarter.com and type in fart in a jar in the search engine and you'll find us in no time at all. Okay. Perfect. Roy Stanton, <laughs> fart expert. Thank you very much for joining us on the Roz and Mocha Show. Thank you very much. Bye. Yeah. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. I'm such a huge fan of magic and the world of magic has changed uh, over our lifetime. I remember watching Doug Henning when I was a little kid. I don't even know what that is. You don't remember Doug anything no. possible in the world of magic. You don't remember Doug oh, Henning? Oh, that guy. <laughs> yeah. Yes, okay. Yes, Thank yes, you. Yes. Yeah. I remember watching Doug Henning, and then David Copperfield came around. Oh man! And blew everybody's mind. And yeah, then for dude years, made his boat disappeared. Dude made the Statue of Liberty disappear. <laughs> uh, then he made his hot model wife disappear for a period of time. I think. Um, and then, and then did she really divorce him? And yeah. And then Penn and Teller came out. Penn yeah. and Teller came out, and they sort of turned magic on its head, and they started exposing other people's uh, tricks and everything else. And then magic sort of became dirty. The world of David Copperfield and Doug Henning were sort of like done with. Yeah. Then David Blaine showed up, and we all started loving magic again because he was just super cool the way he did it. He was doing like extreme magic. He was doing extreme magic, and uh, now we have Zach uh, Zach Mirza. Is it Mirza? Mirza. Mirza. Yeah. Okay. How long you been doing this? So I've been doing it ever since I was about 10 years old. Yeah. Yeah. You kind of have a, to, right? A long time. You got to be putting a lot of work into it. Definitely. <laughs> Were there magicians or illusionists that you looked at as a kid growing up practicing that you're like, I have to be better than that person? Well, you know, like you said, David Blaine is uh, a massive, massive, yeah. you know, idol of mine. Yeah. So he's the king. I had to, you know, I had to yeah. look up to him when I was young. Have you ever had a chance to meet him yet? Have I have, him? yeah. yeah. I've, I've gotten a chance to hang out with him. He's, yeah. he's a really nice guy. Now, when you get together with somebody like David Blaine, do you try to, like, out-illusion each other? No, it's more no. out of respect. You just kind of <laughs> let, let him do, but do his you, thing. But you know? do you do tricks? Did you do a trick for him? Did you say, hey, listen, I'm going to try this one thing. Yeah. You give me your honest opinion as, mm -hmm. like, a dude I respect. Did you try something for him? I didn't, actually. Didn't I just let, yeah, I let him do his thing, yeah. you know? You got you to gotta kind of step back in those situations and just let... Let the grandmaster do his thing. Yeah. Right? yeah. Okay. So uh, I would uh, the show. First of all, the show's beautiful Thank as far man. as uh, street magic shows go. It's really really cool. They get they get way into your past. You have great video of you when you were like a little kid doing magic in the schoolyard for like pretty embarrassing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yeah. No. So the, the the shots are really great. The 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 coffee shop scene with what you do with those coffee cups is insane. What can you do for us on the radio uh, that will translate to the people that are listening? Because I watch your show, and I told more, you're like a warlock, man. I get a torch in the back. We may burn a witch today. <laughs> <laughs> right? Okay. We could try something okay. with you. Okay. What What can you do uh, to, let's say Mocha. Let's 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 have Mocha Dude, be your I assistant. Love magic. I mocha love loves illusions. magic. He loves yeah. illusions. I'm all for this stuff. So Mocha's your guy right now. Okay. Okay, Zach. Mocha, do you want to, do you have a cell phone on you by any chance? Oh, here we go. Six plus. Perfect. <laughs> the massive behemoth. Big yeah. Does yeah, that yeah, work? Right. Is it too big? Go it's not too big? It? Yeah, please, if you could. It's right. it's not too big? No, it's good. No? Okay, it's totally cool. fine. Okay. Yeah. All right, here we go. Awesome. And, uh, and just to show, like there's, all I did was unlock my phone. That's, it, that's, that's it. all you did. Yeah. Perfect. I gotcha. So I'm just going to go into, into Safari here. Okay. And okay. Uh, oh, there may be pictures of '80s wrestlers on there. <laughs> oh, she's she's kind of cute. Oh, Natalie LaRose, yeah. All right, all right. All so right. I'm just gonna go to Google here for a minute. Okay. okay. And um, 
So we didn't we didn't talk before this, right? Absolutely not. Not only that, but we had there was we didn't want any conversation. So we were actually you were still in the hallway when we came on the air. There was no even introduction between you and Mocha. That's the right. The first time you and Mocha said hello to each other was when you all listening to the, the yeah. show heard them say hello to each other. Okay, go. I want you to think <laughs> of absolutely <laughs> any music artist uh-huh. and song. Any music but artist. Don't tell and me song. just yet. I want you to really think about it. It could it could be something that you heard on the radio this morning. Yeah. It could be something from the past. One of your favorite tracks that means something to you. Just really think about it. Okay. And just let me know when you when you have it in your mind. Got it. So in order to help me out. Yeah. Male or female singer? Male. Okay. Add a add a feeling that you'd say that. Uh oh. Oh no. Dudes on the mind. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> okay, it's I'm not gonna, even like that. I'm gonna leave my prediction yeah. right here. Okay. Face down on the table, okay? Okay. So you just took Mocha's uh phone, put it uh, down on the table. Yeah, and I searched something in Google. Okay. All right? Who did you think about? Fifty cent. Fifty cent. <laughs> not fifty. Fitty. Fifty cent. That's how you say it. Fifty cent. All right. Yeah. So you uh, you thought of Fifty Cent. Yeah. And uh, you could have thought of absolutely any other rapper that you wanted. Sure. But you you came to that choice. What song did you think of? In the club. In the club. All right. All right. And is what 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 does that mean to you? Is that something it's that just you? It's a good party song. I just love that song. It's yeah. a hype song. It is a wicked song. I'll I'll say this. I, I had a bunch of songs in my head that I thought Mocha would have picked. Uh, in the Club 50 Cent is not on that list that I thought you would have picked. What do you picked. think I was going to pick? Not that. I don't know what, oh. but not that. Go ahead. Sorry. Very interesting. Because, uh, look, I'm not even going to touch your phone. Okay. Yeah. But uh, just, would you mind? Do you want me to take yeah, the phone? Okay, I'm going to reach over and grab Mocha's phone. I'm going to, I'm not touching anything. So what do I do? Oh, snap. Get the hell out of here. So what it is, it's a Google page. Uh, and in the Google search is simply uh, 50 Cent and images. So it's just, uh, Mocha's phone is just full of pictures of 50 Cent right Dude, now. Dude, what the hell is going on? Mo- Maury, get my torch. <laughs> <laughs> Yo! Okay. Are you uh, serious? Let me see this. Uh, Zach Merz is here. He's a, a, an illusionist. The new show is uh, Illusions of Grandeur. Yo, how'd you do that? 9.30 <laughs> on OLN Tuesdays. That's it, man. Okay. Come on. Yeah, I'm telling you, bro. This guy's Come legit. On. I told you. And we had like zero conversation. Zero conversation. Zero interaction whatsoever. Yeah. That's a pretty zero random conversation. choice too, right? How did you... <laughs> Will you Magic, talk? baby. <laughs> okay. Wow. Do another one. Wow. Can yeah, you do another can, one? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Let's do, let's do another one. Would you mind if I did something with you? Yeah. No, no problem. Right, no problem. Roz, don't think yeah. of 50 Cent. I'm not thinking of 50 Cent. <laughs> I've never once thought of 50 Cent. I wrote something down. Yes. In this little envelope. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, I hate I'm going to pass this to you. Sure. All right. So you keep that safe. Make sure I don't get to it. All right. Back pocket. Perfect. Okay. okay. And I didn't and, look at uh, it. I have a deck of cards here. You sure do. It looks like it's got some uh, some miles on it, that deck of cards. You know, I got to work them in. All right. All right. So you can see they're all different. Sure. They're so, not in any particular order. They're already pre shuffled. Yeah, yeah. The whole deal. Okay. So I want you to just go ahead. And uh, think about any card that you want in the deck. Oh, I hate these. <laughs> I'm not even going to look at you, bro. You witch. I'm not looking at you because I don't want you to manipulate me with your eyes. You beautiful eyes. Um, <laughs> that's, how it, that's how it usually works. <laughs> okay, I'm thinking of a card right now. I got it. Okay. 
it's not something common like the ace of spades, is it? Incorrect. That's good. That's good. So you thought of a playing card. I did. We didn't talk before this. Absolutely not. I handed you an envelope. Yeah. With something written down. Yeah. And you've been holding that. Uh-huh. What was the card that you thought of? Don't make me say this, dude. Dude, say it. Two of diamonds. The two of diamonds. Okay. And Can I uh, check the card? Well, pass it over here. Yeah. Okay, so Mocha's handed the little black envelope back you to said, Zach You right said now. the two of diamonds. I said the two of diamonds. Okay, so I told you I wrote something down in here, right? Yeah. Look. Okay, you're taking out a little piece of paper. I wrote down the number 19. Okay. Right. right. Take the deck. Okay. And I want you to... Oh, face don't up. do this to me, no! dude. Don't do this. Yo, so like this and one, then flip one, them face yeah, up or like this? One at a time, okay. just face up. Okay, yep. you ready? So I got the deck of cards in my hand right now and you want me to count out 19 cards. 19 cards. Okay, there's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen. 10, 11, 12, 13, 14. 14. Keep going. 15. 15. 16, 17, 18, 18. Stop. 19. Shut oh! up. Shut up, bro. Shut up. Get, get out. Get out. Get out. Leave. Leave. Two of diamonds on a 19 Leave. I, I'm happy for your success. Uh, I no Whoa, longer. I, I cannot have your weird uh, juju around <laughs> me right now. Thank you for coming in. Never come in again. It's on my body shaking right now. <laughs> I appreciate that, man. Thank you you. Dude, I want you to come in like every week now. Please. Yeah. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. When My Strange Addiction hit a few years ago, that show, it was just so wild. And you just you wondered if these people were just full of it or if they were acting it out for television. The dude that was in love with his car. and Remember the lady that was uh, addicted to eating couch cushions? <laughs> yes. Um. So, April Brucker was on that show, and she was the woman who is obsessed with her ventriloquist uh, dolls, her puppets. She has 16 of them, spends an insane amount of money on them a year, and I guess it uh, broke up her engagement. So, why not check back in (laughs) with April Brucker? Hey, April. Good morning. How are you? Good. Keep it down. It's early in the morning. I don't want to wake up the puppets. Yeah, I know. They're sleeping. But, you know, but some of them are actually only getting home now. Oh, party animals. What's up? Uh, by the way, it's Razamoka Kiss 92.5 in Toronto. Thank you very much for joining us today. Thank you. Thank you. What's up, Toronto? Good morning, everybody. We first met you or were introduced to you on uh, My Strange Addiction, which was a show that sort of went through uh, people that fell in love with their cars, uh, people mm-hmm. that like to eat carpet, drink uh, gasoline, drink gasoline, the lady with like 22 cats. And then there was you, who your strange addiction was popping. And part of the story was uh, at one point your fiance said, hey, it's me or the puppets. And you rightfully chose the puppets. Is that correct? Yes, I did. I I chose the puppets. I said, you know what? The man goes out the door. The puppets stay. How long ago was that? Uh, Not. It was a while. You know, it wasn't that long ago. (laughs) What's your relationship status like now? My relationship status is, is that I'm single. But I'm open-minded. I want a man who loves puppets. Uh, have you been dating since you, or since your fiance called everything off? Have you been dating from that point up until now? Well, on and off, uh, because you know, like the puppets have been my first loves, and uh, I've been chasing, 
you know, the performance career with the puppets and, you know, our traveling and our club dates take up a lot of time. So sometimes when I'm tired, we want our alone time. But I, I have been dating. I just haven't found Prince Charming. You know, I haven't found a man that loves puppets. What do you do in your alone time with the puppets? Ooh, now, now you're asking all the important questions. <laughs> <laughs> what do the male listeners love to know? <laughs> but what do you do in your alone time with the puppets? What do I do? Well, we practice. That's what we do. It's nothing dirty. Mm. We practice. <laughs> okay, but you don't like... You're not in a relationship yeah. with your puppets. No, no, no. It's oh, okay. like that. No. Oh, my gosh. No. Oh, I mean, yeah. Let's not make it weird. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I know. Like... I know we're we're already we're already teetering on weird, but let's not go the extra mile, you know. Hey, are any of your puppets awake right now? Uh, yeah. Would you like to talk to them? L- would love to. Who's who's awake? Like this is May Wilson. I never quite got to bed. Oh, May. Good morning. Good morning. Oh my gosh, I had the craziest night last night, right? Oh, do tell, dish class. girl. Tell me all about it. Oh uh, well, guess what? I what? Found, you know, I was like going to the nursing home because like there's this guy that has like a lot of money there, right? And he's on the edge of death. And I said, you know what? Maybe, just maybe, I could do with Anna Nicole and get a husband and leave April forever. May, is April lonely? You know what? April's a lost cause. Let's talk about me and you, baby. Are well, you single? I, yeah, listen, I... I, I <laughs> Wait, how old are you, May? You sound like real young. Listen. I'm old enough to be legal and old enough that you won't get arrested, okay? That's not <laughs> that's that's not comforting at all. <laughs> that's not the answer we want. Let's May, let's talk let's talk about April for a second here. Uh is April is April lonely was the question. Oh my god. April is such a tragic case. All right. I mean, I like try to fix April up with guys. April always just blows it. You know, April is a lost cause, so she's lonely, but it's all her fault. You know, April's like that ugly friend at the party. You bring her because you feel sorry for her, and then you, like, totally regret it. Oh, wow. wow. May, you are, don't sound like a very nice friend to April, who's letting you live at her at her apartment in New York and uh, buying you clothes and hair. It, it, it's not like it sounds, okay? I do a lot for April, all right? Wow. We are uh, talking to uh, April Brucker and, of course, May, her puppet. You know, April from uh, My Strange Addiction. She famously dumped her fiancé when the fiancé uh, said, It's me or the puppets. April spends a lot of money a year on her puppets. Uh, May is uh, who's the man of the house around there? Who's the uh, who's the, the 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 gentleman puppet that sort of uh, fills that role? Well, um, Mortimer. Mortimer is Mortimer around? Well, hello, I am. Yes, I am. Ah, good morning, Mortimer. <laughs> you know, it's uh, I've been the man of the house for a while. You know, she needs somebody to protect her from all this stuff in the world. You know, all these questions, right? You know, but here's the thing. April doesn't know how to treat a guy. That's why she's single. But don't tell her that I said that. What does What does April need to start doing differently then? Well, she needs to start dating guys with jobs. That's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she can't be dating no bum. Uh, can you put April back on the phone for us, Mortimer? Sure, sure. Thank you. What have they been saying about me? Yeah, have they been oh, it's nothing. Or, or nothing. Just, no, nothing bad. Nothing. nothing you need to worry about. Uh, okay, totally cool. so I don't, I don't, I don't need to kick them out. No, 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 no. no April, no. They're lovely, no, no, Mortimer no. and May. April Brucker and her sixteen puppets. We just met Mortimer and May. Uh, I would say that May is a little harsh. Mortimer is a little bit more concerned about your well-being. Um, your puppets famously cost you your relationship with your fiance. You also spend twenty thousand dollars a year on your puppets. April Brucker. 
Thank you very much for joining us on the Roz and Mocha Show Thank today. Thank you. And I love Toronto. I love you. Mwah. Yeah. The Roz and Mocha Show Podcast. Podcast. Uh, you ever been so upset with something you saw on social media that you decided to do something about it? Or a day. <laughs> I guess that's what happened with the guy that's uh, making news for wanting to marry a burrito. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. But he had just had enough. He had had enough with all the love and oh my perfect life and oh. And so what? He just like has a bunch of he did like an engagement shoot with a burrito because he yeah. wants to marry a burrito. Is that his deal? Yeah, he's from San Francisco. <laughs> uh, David Soroski, uh, you there, dude? Yeah. What's going on, dude? It's Razamoka from Kiss ninety two five in Toronto. Hey, what's going on, guys? How are you? Doing good, man. How are you today? Doing very well. I had a great weekend. Mocha had a great weekend. I'm sure you had a great weekend. Anybody who's come off a great weekend, you go through social media and then you realize, man, my weekend suck compared to everybody else's. <laughs> is that where yeah, you got the yeah. is that where you got the idea for this? Is that seeing so many people with their just beautiful lives and engagement photos and happy, happy, uh, and you weren't in that sort of space, so you did this? Uh yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, my Facebook has been and my Instagram has just been nothing but riddled with my friends showing off their. Uh, happy-go-lucky baby photos and you know i just met the love of my life here are 50 photos of us going on a picnic together so <laughs> uh why a burrito um have you ever had a burrito man <laughs> <laughs> true they are delicious true <laughs> true uh so this started out as as a joke you went around town and you were taking photos engagement picture style photos uh all of a sudden it goes viral was that like your intention for this story to go viral those pictures to go viral oh no no not at all man i so i originally came up with the idea of just kind of a uh inundating my own friends so i was going to throw it out all day long and just you know annoy, annoy my friends back with all these photos of me and my burrito around town and uh a friend of mine who writes for buzzfeed said we gotta write an article on this so we wrote it up and uh i kind of actually forgot about it for a bit and the next and then monday morning comes and you know lo and behold there's a hundred thousand shares later and a couple million visitors and here we here we are. I'm engaged to a burrito. Uh, in the pictures, is it the same burrito, or did you use multiple burritos? Um, you know, he's, I need like, to know if you're monogamous here. <laughs> you know, well, I mean, we're San Francisco, so we're pretty open and polyamorous and progressive with our relationships. Uh, but no, 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 man, I couldn't. It, again, it's actually my favorite burrito, so I couldn't go all day holding that thing and not. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. So multiple burritos. Uh, the ones that are no longer with us, you actually did eat. I like to think they're in a better place. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I'm sure you've seen the comments. This is one of those stories where people will read the headline: "A man gets engaged and wants to marry a burrito," and not bother reading the story where they actually think you have some sort of issue. Um. So the story's been pretty international. Yeah. Um. So I've, I've had friends send me links from Slovakia and Sweden and in Russia. And at some point the facts start to lose a bit. Yeah. <laughs> and, and all of a sudden American is fighting for human food marriage equality. Yeah. <laughs> no way. Yeah. I was going to say, this is why you are now the reason, uh, the world hates America. <laughs> the best is when people, when people ask what my favorite, like what was the burrito? And I said the California style, which meant that it has French fries inside with guacamole. Yeah. We're like, 
How did only an American would need to make a burrito more? Right. right. <laughs> uh, before we let you go, if it ever came down, and we know the the heart wants what the heart wants, uh, if you ever were to step out on your burrito, if you ever were to cheat on your burrito, what would you cheat with? Like, are you like a guy? Like everybody in their relationships claims that they have their top five. You know, let's listen, burrito. If I ever encounter whatever, whatever, uh, you know, you got to let me do this. I don't know if you guys have it yet. Um, in Toronto, but um, we have a thing called a sushirito, which is uh, which is a giant makeshift sushi roll that's the size of a burrito. Oh, um, nice! That would probably be it. That Ew. sounds disgusting. <laughs> I don't know, man. That actually sounds pretty good. <laughs> to, to me, I just imagine a whole fish wrapped in rice and that stuff, <laughs> like and seaweed. Yeah, no, rice and no, seaweed. Man, <laughs> <laughs> now you're being ridiculous. No, I mean, if you want to look it up, they're, they're absolutely delicious, man. All right, dude. <laughs> David Sorosky of San Francisco, the guy who went viral because he wanted to uh, marry his burrito. Well, took photos with his burrito, engagement-style photos. Uh, thanks very much for joining us on the Roz and Mocha Show. Of course, thanks. Take care, guys. Yeah. The Roz and Mocha Show Podcast. Podcast. These nuts. <laughs> Got <him. laughs> So, yesterday... It- I'm sorry, not yesterday. Last week, word got out that there was a presidential candidate registered to run in the U.S. Uh, named D's Nuts. And there's a lot of wacky people that, that run for stuff like this. But there was just something about D's Nuts because he started getting traction. And then TV reporters were forced to give these nuts polling numbers in the same breath that they were forced to give Hillary Clinton and Donald Trump. First name is D's, last name nuts. These nuts. These nuts. I'm just going on and on and on. These nuts. Uh, and then people started tracking this guy down, and it was discovered that he was a 15 year old sophomore uh, in high school in Iowa. And Rolling Stone did an interview with him, but he, he like wouldn't talk to them. He would only do it over through email. And uh, although it seems like a goof, it's still very confusing to, to Mocha and I because the kid's sort of taking things very seriously as well. Yeah, as, now that he's been outed. As D's nuts. So is he for real? Who is D's nuts? We know he's 15. And uh, his name's Brady. His name's Brady Olson. His dad's name is Mark Olson. And uh, these nuts, a.k.a. Brady Olson, and his dad, Mark, are on the phone. Hey, Mark, you there? Morning. How are you? It's Ron Zamoka, KISS 92.5 in Toronto, Ontario. Morning. Doing good here. So you are, uh, I guess, uh, to the world right now, Father Nuts, right? <laughs> yep. Yeah, <Okay>. Mr. Nuts. <laughs> Mr. Nuts. Uh, so... When did you realize that your your boy uh, had registered one to be uh, come the next uh, president of the United States, but also did it with the name D's Nuts? Well, I uh, uh, one day I came in the house and my uh, younger son he said there's a message on the answer machine and they want to interview Brady. I'm like, okay, so I went and I played the the message and it was from the Huffington Post. Yeah, and I uh, wanted to talk to someone about the D's Nuts for president. <laughs> And that's the first I knew about it. Because a lot of, there's a lot of, when you start going through the list, there are a lot of people who have registered wacky names to become president, right? And it happens even in Toronto, a city like this, whenever there's a, a, even municipal election, you get the, the juggler, the homeless guy, the whatever. I mean, everybody registers in these things, right? 
Um, was this done? And maybe we can ask. Uh, maybe we can ask your son this as well. Um, when this started out, was it? to troll people like was it just a goof because your your kid sort of is taking like a political stance with all of this well you know he, he's always been into politics and uh he's still you know it's not just a goof to him it's a little more than that um i guess you'll have to ask him yourself but um yeah and he wasn't he wasn't looking for attention but he sure found it jeez you want to throw him on the phone sure hang on a second. thanks you're up buddy great dad hello Brady. Yeah. Oh, sorry. I should call you D's nuts. What up? Nuts. When when you started this, uh, you had really two choices. When people when D's nuts started getting traction, you could have done got him and realized that the whole thing was just a joke, or you could have uh, sort of stayed on message and started actually talking about things that are important. Was this always your intention to to get recognized and then to sort of build your own political platform? At first, I just made it because it sounded funny, but now, since I've gotten all the attention, I guess I'm just trying to build a platform and start doing stuff state by state. So what what is your platform then, these nuts? Um, Social issues, I'm on the left side. Fiscal issues, I'm on the right side. How did you, the, the, the thing that I don't, there's a gap here that was sort of missing, which was after you registered uh, D's Nuts for President 2016, how did you then start polling? Like, how did they start doing research on you? There's a million people that have registered to be to be president. How did D's Nuts start coming up on, uh, on news programs with like 9%? I just asked the people at public policy polling if they wanted to include me, and they thought it'd be fun to do one with me in it, so... I guess that's just how it started. So what now? Uh, just get more more polls. Um, New Hampshire comes out in a few days, and they're doing a national poll later this week. Is is there going to be a point where somebody tells you or they remove you from this? Because one, you're you're not old enough to uh, run for office, and you're definitely not old enough to uh, be sworn in as the president. Are you allowed to do this for the full run, even though age wise you don't qualify? Well, I think if I keep putting up the polling numbers, they'll keep doing this, or I'm just until it gets old. Are you going to try and work this, uh, you know, with school with extra credit in your like political science class or something like that? Like, is there What's the benefit for you in all of this? Uh, really nothing at school. Girls. Uh, no, not really. Oh. All right. <laughs> uh, listen, uh, D's Nuts, uh, it's one of the greatest things. Uh, the, the montages of news reporters being forced to say that D's Nuts uh, over and over and over again it's on television is polling at 9%. <laughs> that alone uh, was a colossal victory on your part. And the fact that you're a smart kid and have actually you know, started talking politics, I think, uh, shocked a lot of people and maybe got the haters on your side early. Do you feel that way? Um, I guess you could say that. What are you going to do with your newfound fame? Just try to keep the polling numbers up and get on the ballot in some states. What's uh, What are your thoughts on Donald Trump? Not a fan. Oh, not a fan. <laughs> what are your thoughts on Hillary Clinton? Again, not a fan. <laughs> there you go. Well, there you have it. Uh, the world-famous D's Nuts for President 2016. Uh, we'll see how far this goes. And uh, do you have a goal? Like, I mean, right now in some states you're at 9%. Uh, what would you consider to be a victory in all this? 15%. Wow, that is the goal. There you go. Brady Olson, a.k.a. D's Nuts. Thanks very much for joining us on the Roz and Mocha Show. No problem. Yeah. The Roz and Mocha Show Podcast. Podcast. Damn, Daniel.
Damn, Daniel. Damn, Daniel. Damn, Daniel. Back at it again with the white man. <laughs> oh my god, I still love that. It's I went going in, away. in a burger priest over the weekend. The dudes behind the counter who were just like slinging burgers for the entire time we were in there. All they were doing was damn Danieling each other. Really? Yeah, yeah, the whole time. Nice. Back at it again with flipping up burgers. Uh, but you get what? What happens when you become famous like this, man? Like one of the kids got swatted, where somebody said that uh, somebody got shot at his house, and the SWAT team showed up, and they got hacked, and they got all sorts of stuff. Man, uh, Daniel Lara and Josh Holtz are on hold. <laughs> Good morning, guys. You, you there? Yeah. It's Raza Mocha, Kiss 92.5 in Toronto. Damn, Daniel. Back at it again, huh? Yeah. Damn, Mocha. <laughs> Yo, Josh, uh, is it true that your Twitter account got hacked over the weekend? The original video got deleted? Yeah, it did. Actually, it got hacked on uh, Saturday. Oh, dude, that sucks. So do you lose all the views on this? No, actually, Twitter got it back last night and it got all everything back except the retweets so i was stoked it was so amazing so it got everything back but the retweets though yeah but they're working on it right now did they find out who hacked you um no but all these youtubers and stuff are saying who hacked me and like we can get together and find this guy but i was like i don't know and this was after you got swatted right uh yeah um yeah it was pretty crazy uh where did where did the voice come from is this something you do all the time um yeah, it's something that me and my friends do, but no, it re- really came from nothing, you know? It wasn't really anything. So, Daniel, now that you got a lifetime supply of vans, courtesy of Ellen, thanks to Ellen. Yeah, I know, that's crazy. Uh, have other companies, like, reached out to you? Other clothing or, or sneaker companies reach out to you, being like, we want you to start wearing our clothing? Oh, yeah. Yeah, there's been a couple companies that have reached out, but... um. I haven't really taken anything up yet. Uh, damn, Daniel, you got offered a modeling contract and you turned it down? No, that's, that's not true, actually. Oh, it's not true. So had you been offered a modeling no, contract, was, you would have taken it? If I was offered a modeling contract, yeah, I'd, I'd pretty sure I'd take it. Oh, there we go. Um, so yeah. uh, what's the what's the deal with this? How does it uh, how does it feel? I mean, we all you know see these stories of you know people going viral and just getting instant fame. Like, have you sort of had time to process this and what it's uh, what it's been like? Man, I, it's been crazy. I mean, we didn't know this video would get the reaction that it got. So I'm enjoying it so far. I enjoy you know going places, taking photos, you know, sending everything on Twitter and Instagram. I enjoy it so far. I think Josh does too. Yeah, I love it, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> so what happens now when you guys go to school? Are you, like, legit just stars of your entire school? Uh, I mean, we'll take some photos and, you know, it's, going to school is a fun. Yeah. Are you uh, are you getting sick of hearing other people do the voice? A little bit. <laughs> a little bit, yeah. Because it's kind of like, remember when, remember when Borat came out and everyone did Borat? Oh, yeah, very nice. And then before that, it was Napoleon Dynamite and everybody did Napoleon Dynamite. Now yeah. everybody's doing damn everything, right? Yeah. yeah. Uh, you guys see that uh, people are get, uh, have gotten a couple of tattoos. Someone got a, a tattoo with a set of white vans oh, and it says, God. damn Daniel, underneath it. Yeah, that's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> Have you guys figured out a way to make money off this yet? We didn't try. I mean, we're having fun for now, so I think we're just going to continue what we're doing and keep up with the social media and maybe, you know, find some other things. Josh and Daniel, a.k.a. the Damn Daniel Kids, thank you very much for joining us on the Raza Mocha Show today. Wait, we got to get Josh yeah, cool. to say Damn Daniel uh, back at it again with the white fans. Let's, let's hear his actual thing. Damn Daniel, back at it again with the white fans. Yes! <laughs> 
Thanks, guys. <laughs> Later, on. Yeah. The Roz and Mocha Show Podcast. Podcast. I love the entrepreneurial spirit. I love anybody that sees just a void and decides to fill it and also earn a living and do some good, make people happy. Uh, Chuck McCarthy is the world's first people walker. He's not a dog walker. He's a people walker. Wannabe actor and decided that he would spend his days walking human beings. And not like on a leash or in some sort of creepy way, but he just goes on walks with people and then these people pay him, I think it's like seven bucks a mile, which to me seems very reasonable. Good morning, Chuck. How are you? Hey, how's it going? Couple things that, uh, that stick out with this. One, if it's legit and not just sort of some ploy used by an actor to to get press, <laughs> one, this seems like a very kind, generous thing to do. Simply based on the fact you only charge like what seven bucks a mile? Um, yeah, I mean seven dollars a mile might seem like a kind of arbitrary number, but I mean if somebody can most people can do three miles in an hour yeah and so that's 21 dollars an hour what kind of people need people walking um people that just need motivation to get out of the house uh people that uh don't like to walk alone just just because they don't or uh you know people that are scared to walk alone at night uh, or, you know, feel for their safety for good reason. What do you guys talk about? I don't usually get into anything super deep. We're not, we're not having any, like, breakdown therapy sessions. But, you know, just the act of talking and walking and, you know, maybe getting to vent about, you know, traffic or or whatever is is therapeutic and how did you like how did you advertise like how did you meet clients and come up with the name the people walker one that's super endearing dude <laughs> um well i uh i literally just uh i started telling people first off that i was going to do it my friends and stuff uh, and then I started putting up flyers around my neighborhood, just like the dog walkers or the, there's some personal fitness people that do that too in my area. And, uh, people started taking the tabs, pulling them off. But I wouldn't even know what that meant if I saw that on a lamp. I wouldn't even know if there was a, 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 a an ad for a people walker. I wouldn't even know what that was. Well, I mean, it, it, kind of in the name <laughs> no i know but i wouldn't know that i wouldn't know what that i wouldn't know like what the details of that were well i mean it says it says on the flyer you know do you you know do you need motivation to walk do you hate to walk alone are you scared to walk alone at night you know are you scared to walk alone by yourself since this story kind of went viral and, and everyone is talking about chuck mccarthy the people walker from la have <laughs> Anyone tried to step on in your in your arena in on your turf, like try to start up their own people walking companies? Well, I'm getting a a ton a ton of messages from people wanting to be people walkers in their area, um, and some people uh, have just declared that that's what they're going to do, um, and I guess they're just being nice by sending me a message to tell me. Um, I I had a girl from Israel sent me a message saying, I would just like to let you know that I will be doing this. In- <laughs> <laughs> and there's nothing you can do about it. <laughs> as far as the, the, the physical fitness part of all of this goes, you're a big guy. You're 6'2", 235, as we said. Uh, uh-huh. What's the, have you lost weight? Have you trimmed up? Like, has there been a, a benefit to you? Yeah, well, I've lost uh, maybe five to 10 pounds. Um, and I'm definitely getting in better shape. And I mean, as far as just 
the physical and, and health benefits of, of walking, it's great for you. And uh, um, you're you're when you're uh, into the training world in Hollywood, you know what it's like. You're nobody uh, unless we can check out your celebrity clientele. So, which star do you think could use a good walk from Chuck McCarthy? Who would I love to walk? Oh man, that's a that's a tough one. I I think I'd, I'd uh, Ray Romano. Oh wow, good walk. <laughs> oh, that would wow. be a great walk. That would be a very interesting walk. I would like that walk. <laughs> hey uh, Chuck, I know you want to be uh, you want to be an actor. You're out there in L.A., but something about this this people walking man. I think you got. I think you have something here that you could franchise us out. You could start. You know, you could be top of the food chain. This could be a big business for you, man. Yeah. Well, I'm I'm. Uh... I, I think so too and I'm just trying to wrap my head around it right now but yeah also if you know any um, billionaire venture, venture capitalists uh, that that are interested in uh, taking a startup and making it into the next uh, the next big thing uh, let me know or let them know to let me know sure Ray Romano <laughs> <laughs> hey Chuck McCarthy the LA people walker thank you very much for joining us on the Ron Mocha show today bro okay thanks for having me yeah. Yeah. The Roz and Mocha Show Podcast. Podcast. Okay, she's walking in right now. She's trying to get a look at Mocha and I's, our faces. Uh, <laughs> Michelle Butt, right? Yes. I've not looked at you yet. Mocha's not. We both have pieces of paper hiding our faces. Yeah. It's not going to help. Okay, so you are a facial recognition expert, correct? Facial intelligence expert. I've had a lot of people look at my face before. And so laugh. I just, I just want to say one thing before we start this, okay? Uh-huh. Don't, don't fall in love. Oh, please! It's not going to help with the experiment. Holy! I guess I'm lucky you're taken, Ben. When you look at someone's face, what are you looking for and what are you able to tell? I am looking for an indication of what their personality is like. Okay. So that then I can relate to them better, decide if it's someone you want to date or how to win an argument or what kind of person they're going to be. How long do you need to analyze a person's face? Well, you know what? It depends on what I'm looking at. Usually it's one thing that pops out right away and that's the starting point. I'll I'll tell you what's going to pop out on me first. Okay. You're going to see my glow. Okay. It might be blinding. It might be blinding. Okay, here we go. I'm going to take my piece of paper down now. I'm going to remove the wall. Be prepared. Okay. Uh, she sounds disappointed already. Can, I just, can you just? I wish, <laughs> I wish you weren't blocking your face right now, Mocha, because this, I've never seen a bigger smile on a woman's face before. Oh, of course not. Of course not. Okay, so first thing I notice is your chin, right. which is really exaggerated by that beard, right. which tells me that you're really strong-willed, mm-hmm. possibly stubborn. I don't know if the guys here <laughs> could confirm that. One thousand percent. What are you fools laughing? At? And I've, I've seen you without the beard, so I know you were already stubborn to begin with. Now it's just even more exaggerated. Yeah. Right. While well, your nose tells yeah. me that you really care about the quality of your work, it's true. You kind of have the king archetype, which means you like to be pampered, mm-hmm. driven around. Yeah. That kind of thing. Oh, <laughs> my God. <laughs> but, wow. also, but also, I deserve to be treated as such. Uh, right? Well, of course. Thank you. Of course. Thank you. And then your lips. You yeah. have interesting lips. The majority of men have your lips um, where the, the top one is smaller than the bottom one, yeah. which means you have this real desire to be taken care of, to be pampered, a little bit of a hedonistic nature mm. to you. 
So I don't like to be touched. No, of course not. Okay. Of course not. But taken care of in the sense of being served. Oh, who doesn't? Oh, <laughs> my God. <laughs> who doesn't? Like the king that I am. Please. Okay. Please, Mocha, remove your paper and uh, allow uh, Michelle to take a look at your face. Oh, wow. Mesmerizing, right? <laughs> Actually, the first thing I notice about no Mocha are these big, beautiful cheeks, which says to me that he is really kind-hearted, really able to charm people. Uh-huh. Uh, but I also see this really thick eyebrows, which tells me that mm. he is really driven potentially quick to anger sometimes. Oh, yes. <laughs> so much of a hothead, for yeah. sure. Oh, and especially because they have a peak. So any eyebrows that have a peak in them, that's a really quick reactionary kind of person. you catch Mocha after a long weekend and there's only one eyebrow. There's not two. Shut up, you oh. son of a... Oh. Dude, you're so evil, dead when she evil, leaves. Evil bird. <laughs> but if you work out a lot, then you can channel some of that anger. Oh. So that's really good if you go to the gym a Which lot. Which I do three times a week. Thank right. you for noticing. Okay. Oh. Very so good. is Mocha strong-willed as well? What would you say about Mocha? Is he date like is he the perfect guy? You know what? I think he has lips that are pretty even, yeah. which tells me that he naturally speaks the language of relationships. So he's probably really good in relationships. Okay. So I'd say he's pretty dateable. So. Okay, uh, Mo- uh, Maury, <laughs> Maury's face is all greasy because he's got the mustache that he keeps putting cream on. Uh, take a quick look at Maury's face. What do you what do you see? Also, Maury ate a hamburger right before you got in here. <laughs> <laughs> what did you, what do you see? What what do you see? Well, I see. You know what I see? I see. Why are you looking at my nose. <laughs> I see his nose. Yeah. <laughs> <What's that? laughs> I'm growing a mustache, and you still see the nose. Well, yeah. What do you, what do you uh, see? The, with the nose see? says that you care about the quality of your work. Yeah. That you would go to any lengths to make people have a good time. Which, yes. Um, that you're really open-hearted. So you may have been broken-hearted before. Oh. Is there anything on his face that would tell you that he is a huge liar? Well, he's got that kind of wicked look in his eyes, right? So you you always know that he's up to no good. You may be the greatest guest we've ever had on the show. <laughs> wow. uh, Michelle Butt, a facial intelligence expert. How do people find you? Uh, just michellebutt.com. michellebutt.com. Right Roz, did you need any more compliments? Uh, listen, man, I don't even hear compliments anymore. More. <laughs> well, thanks. Gorgeous. Blah, 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 blah. Hot. Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> Yeah. The Roz and Mocha Show Podcast. Podcast. So the headlines read, Meet the Taylor Swift lookalike who hit back at online bullies. Uh, Keitra Jane, 21-year-old college student in Utah, looks identical to Taylor Swift. Mm. Like identical. I mean, she does her makeup, her clothing. Oh, she goes out of her way to look right? like. Yeah, 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 Red yeah, lipstick. Yeah. She does stuff on her cheeks. Yeah. She the same kind of clothes. She takes, got the bangs. Takes pictures with cats. The whole deal. Loves cats. <laughs> uh, she has a very popular Instagram page, but again, you know, anytime something is good, uh, it turns bad real quick. And then the haters came out and yeah. started talking she about her body. She was in a music video recently, and, and people were just like, man, people are mean. Well, there you go. So, uh, uh, Keitra Jane. Keitra Jane. Hey, Keitra. Good morning. How are you? It's Ronza Mocha, Kiss 92.5 in Toronto. Good. How are you? Good. I know. It's early in the morning. What do you got going on today? Um, I'm going up to primaries this morning to hang out with one of my friends. And they have school and just a lot of real stuff going on. Okay, let's start off. What is the best part about looking just like Taylor Swift when you're a college kid? Um, I just have to say for sure it gets you places faster. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah? Like what? Like parties and with boys. 
Yeah, with dudes, huh? You got a boyfriend? Yeah, it's, no, I don't. Well, come on, you can't have a boyfriend when you look like this. You got to take full advantage of it, Mocha. <laughs> I just, I'm so busy with school. I'm a psych major, and I'm trying to get a bachelor's in science and my prereqs for the nursing program. So uh, okay, but for real though, like how much. many times a day? <laughs> Are dudes hitting on you? A lot. <laughs> yeah, yeah, a lot. Like you don't even like at some point you have to say, okay, I'm only going to wind up checking my Instagram inbox at night because during the day it's maddening because of so <laughs> many messages from dudes, right? Yeah, especially lately. Somebody asked me to marry them yesterday. I don't even know who they are. Really? Yeah. And obviously, you said you'd think about it. <laughs> no. <laughs> when did you first start hearing from people that you look like Taylor Swift? Um, I had say when I was in high school. I had really curly hair, and I've always had, like, the slanted eyes and stuff. And I didn't think too much of it until I went to college, and then it really started happening. But I grew up in a really small town, too, so... And then once you got to college, is that when you started your your Instagram page? Um, I started my Instagram page in high school, and then it kind of became more of a cult thing, I guess you could say, when I got to college. Yeah, you got, like, 15,000 followers on Instagram, right? Yeah, it's very recent. I had like 800 at the beginning of the semester. Wow. And, and it's because you do look like Taylor Swift, right? Yeah. So there was a sorority website that picked up on my Instagram page and did an article and it kind of just skyrocketed from there. It was insane. It's Razamoka on Kiss 92.5 talking to 21-year-old Keitra Jane of Salt Lake City, Utah. Looks like Taylor Swift, 15,000 followers on Instagram and uh, has been making headlines lately. At what point did the hate start? Because I'm reading all this stuff about you where people uh, were calling you the fat Taylor Swift, but I'm looking at pictures of you and I don't even know where that came from. Where did that come from? <laughs> I'm really not sure. So when I first started getting kind of popular on Instagram, people would say really nice things and they would say things like, oh, want your body and stuff and it was cool but it, it wasn't I don't think it was very body positive because as I shared with many sources I struggle with body dysmorphia and I believe in positive body positivity so I didn't love that attention but then when I after I did the music video I started getting just comments from random strangers saying things like you should go start yourself again you look like a fire version of Taylor Swift oh my god it kind of frustrated me because like, well, you don't know me. <laughs> I've actually been there. And it wasn't something I wanted to share publicly. But then I realized that I was almost doing myself and other people at the service by not being honest about where I've been and honest about the way that these things affect people. And I realized really quickly that it's something that a lot of women and a lot of men even struggle with, but they just don't feel like they can say anything because it's almost taboo to talk about, you know? Do you feel like you have this, like, responsibility now to speak on those things? Yeah, I do. I really do, because I feel like it's it's 50-50. Well, it's not like 50. It's not like 90-10, you know? But you get these comments from people who want to say the things, and you get other comments from people who think that because you look like somebody else, who happens to be famous, your life is perfect and everything just gets handed to you. And that's not really the case. Like, we're all human and we all have our challenges. And I just want people to know that I'm a real person and I have my genuine problems and I have my fallbacks. And I'm not going to sit here and pretend to be just, you know, something to look at when there's so much more to me and when there's so much more progress that I've overcome even this year. That's maybe the person I am. Hey, Keitra, uh, because you look like Taylor Swift, does she know that you actually exist? I have no idea. <laughs> Yeah, she hasn't said anything. Hey, Wait, you- are you even a Taylor Swift fan? I like her. Yeah, I, I have all her albums. <laughs> her CDs in my car all year. So. All right. Yeah. Uh, do you even sing? I do sing. I have a clip on my Instagram. What do you like to sing? <laughs> I know. It's only 15 seconds. Everything. <laughs> like what? You ever sing any Taylor Swift songs? Yeah, actually, I can play quite a bit of the songs off of her 1989 album. What's your favorite one to sing? I like the song Queen. I feel like the message is just 
super positive and I I just think it's inspiring to almost any situation and okay, go for it. You want me to start singing? Yep. I don't even have my piano. Don't worry. <laughs> okay. Acapella <laughs> song, girl. Beginning? Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. I want to find an Earl of the sound amazing, but I'll do it just for you guys because we're friends. Okay. Singing, pouring down when I was drowning. That's when I could finally breathe. And that morning. Gone was any trace of your lasting guys I clean. <laughs> Damn, girl. It's all right. Just I like remember, it. it's 4 a.m. here. <laughs> I like it. I like it. All right, Keisha Jane, uh, 21 years old from Salt Lake City. You look like uh, you look like Taylor Swift, 15,000 followers on Instagram, uh, making headlines. Thank you very much for joining us on the Roz and Mocha Show today. Thank you. Yeah. The Roz and Mocha Show Podcast. Podcast. Ah, uh, Prince Harry, Prince Harry, Prince Harry, Prince Harry. So. Who's that again? The world's media is still in Toronto following Prince Harry around. Yeah. Like, it's crazy. Uh, Maury, come in here, please. And so. Maury's tried a couple times to meet Prince Harry. And you've met him before because you met the last time you talked to him, you asked him a real ridiculous question, right? Yes, I asked him when you travel, do you bring your own shampoo or use the ones in the hotel? Right. Oh, riveting question. <laughs> riveting question. Makes you think. Yeah, and so what happened? Uh... Well, on Monday, Dan Mori tried to talk to Prince Harry as he was walking through, I think it was Nathanville Square. <laughs> Prince Harry, how are you? Right. That didn't go so well. That didn't go so well. Ah, whatever. <laughs> what are you going to do? And so Maury finally had his opportunity yesterday. And where was this, Maury? This was right outside uh, the CN Tower because he was going there for uh, a special dinner last night. Right. So and and not for the edge walk, that, uh, as I thought. No, unfortunately not. Right. And, but let me, before we get to this, uh, let me read you, let me just read you this headline and then we'll we'll play you how it all, how it all went down. Okay. So Prince Harry receives surprise proposal. What? <laughs> no, you did not. <laughs> no, you did not, damn it, Maury. Uh, Prince Harry gets surprise proposal from excited male fan after going public with girlfriend Meghan Markle in Toronto. Wait, Wonder what? who that excited male fan could possibly have been. <laughs> Hold on. This what? is the this is the Sun in the UK. It's the lead story on the uh, the Mirror, the Daily Mail. <gasps> So, like Maury, every British major website. Okay, so Maury waited four hours yesterday in the scorching heat, 40 degrees, to get his moment with Prince Harry, and this is what he says. Hey! Harry! 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 You're a wizard, Harry! <laughs> Harry! Get out of here. Leave my husband for you, Harry. Harry, I would leave my husband for you. How are you? I'd leave my husband for you. You've been here for four hours, apparently. I, I have because I would just—I really wanted to leave you. In the tower, or do they kick you out? No, no. I was—I stood here for four hours. Stood here for four hours. Yes. I have a quick that question for you. Very, very nice. When you travel, do you like live out of your luggage or do you completely unpack? Uh, live out of my luggage. <laughs> do you really? Un unpacked bag. Oh, okay. What? Yeah. Okay. Well, I never unpack it. It's always there. Fantastic. You're the only person. Dude, you're gorgeous. You're gorgeous. Oh, thanks very much. 
So also, when you watch this video, the look on, on Harry's face, one, that just a guy is like, I would leave my husband for you. And he's like, okay, sure, thanks. <laughs> flattered, like I guess. confusion. And then when he finds out that there's a dude there who's been waiting four hours in 40 degree heat, and the look on his face when the question comes out of Maury's mouth, the important thing that he waited there for four hours was, hey, when you travel, do you actually unpack your bag or no? <laughs> I can't. <laughs> Even more confusion. <laughs> now, uh, when you start going through, when you start going through these articles, though, yeah, with uh, with Maury and uh, with Maury and Prince Harry, after waiting for four hours outside the tower, Toronto local Maury Sherman exclaimed, "Harry, Harry, I would leave my husband for you." <laughs> the prince looked visibly surprised and surprised and was taken aback as he replied, "Sorry," while shaking the thirty-nine-year-old's hand. Are you upset that they put in your age? <laughs> Could have been worse. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, uh, lowering his tone in a bid to attract the prince as he shook hands, the Toronto DJ repeated his shocking statement and said, I would leave my husband for you. <laughs> Ignoring the romantic statement, the charm prince changed the subject to his long journey. But in a frantic bid to attract the prince, Mr. Sherman said, you're gorgeous. You're gorgeous. <laughs> A shy it Harry. Like <laughs> such a creep. <laughs> oh yeah, and then you got to get. Let me let me read you. Uh, let me read you the best part here. I love you so much. He said, "I would leave my husband for you." Harry initially looked somewhat taken aback, but seemed to take the compliment in stride and thanked him warmly. Uh, meanwhile, Maury, who works for Kiss ninety two five and is married to publicist Matthew Almeida, <laughs> couldn't wait to share the news. <laughs> Of his royal meeting with his tweet. Yeah, exactly. How'd they get all that? When the, so the I guess the reporters asked me my name. I mean, you could Google that and find that out. Matthew was not pleased with that part. Now, was he not pleased that because you told Prince Harry that you would leave him? Or was he not pleased because you acted the fool in front of the world's media? Because I acted the fool in front of the right. world's media. <laughs> yeah. The Roz and Mocha Show Podcast. Podcast. Brendan Vesmar is on hold right now. Oh, no. He's the guy that... Met a girl, took her out on a date, went to see Guardians of the Galaxy, the new one. She was texting throughout the entire movie. He got pissed, said to her, yo, stop texting. She was like, F this, I'm out. Mm -hmm. And now he's taken her to small claims court for the $17.31 he spent on her movie ticket. Brandon, you there? Hello, hello. What's up, dude? It's Raza Mocha, Kiss 92.5 in Toronto. How are you? How are you guys? Oh, man, I'm great. How are you? Good. You get your 17 bucks back or what? Uh, you know what? The matter is still pending before the Travis County Justice Court. Is this a goof? It's not a goof, man. I, I hate to say it, but I'm totally serious. Um, you know, I like to think of myself as a sane man in the face of an insane situation. Um, and, you know, I'm just trying to figure out how to deal with it. Okay, so how much time in your day are you spending on this particular situation? Also, how much extra money are you spending on this particular situation? Well, right now, I don't know if you've noticed, but it's completely off the hook. Like, uh... I'm suddenly kind of a global celebrity over this. So Is that why you did this? Because you wanted to be a global celebrity? You wanted to get some fame? Not at all, man. To be honest with you, there's a volleyball tournament starting today in Austin. And I would really love to go watch it. I've got like TV interviews booked all over the world. 
I'm kind of waiting for this all just to end so I can get back to work and everything. At what point did you start to feel like a victim? Because that's really what this sounds. That's what this yeah. sounds like. No, no, no. I'm, I hate the culture of victimization. I'm not. But a that's. But you, you. But right now, you're like personifying the culture. Culture of victimization. No way. No way. I, I think I'm trying to shatter the cult of victimization. I think my date is the personification of victimization. Look, here's the deal. Like, you know, nice, cool, generous guy takes a girl out on a date. Um, we're having a good time, spending some money, blah, blah, blah. Next thing you know, it's like nonstop texting. You say something to her, she bails. I just see this as kind of a story of, like, exploitation on steroids. I just don't think her behavior is cool. And I think, you know, we've got, like, mothers against drunk driving. And, you know, texting is like a problem across all facets of society. But no one's, like, being held truly responsible. Brandon, is there a chance that the young lady that you went on a date with who ended up texting during Guardians of the Galaxy, who you are now suing for 17 bucks, is there a chance that this young lady was just not into you, didn't care about you at all? Yeah, it actually occurred to me this morning. I was reading some comments on the Daily Mail. And somebody was like, any chance this message conversation with this friend was like in out? I thought, huh, it's fascinating. You know, people do do that. I hadn't thought about that. Um, I don't think that was it. We actually had a really great time. Doesn't sound like it. So, so hold on, hold on a second here. Yeah. You you hooked up with this girl over text, mm-hmm. yeah. and then she texted during a movie, and then suddenly that's when texting's a problem. But sending flirty pictures back and forth is not a problem for you. But yet you have such a huge problem with texting that you want to make a big statement against texting. Brandon. Yo. Brandon. Brandon, you not answering right now is not a good look for you, bro. Brandon, don't make me sue you. <laughs> Guys, this is pretty clear. Texting becomes a problem when you're texting in a movie theater. But that's a problem for who? Problem for everybody. Are you kidding me? Hey, what about, uh, she says you're harassing her. Are you harassing her? It's not true. I would probably say the same thing if I was her and I looked like an idiot, but it's not true. She said that you, you contacted her little sister, too. Totally bogus. Not true. You really, you're really playing the victim thing up, though, huh? Dude, it's absolutely not true. I hate the culture of victimization. But you are the culture of victimization. Hey, man, we all have our own opinion, I guess. <laughs> also, it's 17 bucks, Brandon. It's $17. And now that your name is out there for doing this, how do you think it's going to it's gonna play out uh, in the in the dating world? Let me tell you something. I have had girls I dated going back 15 years contact me over the last couple of days saying, this is freaking hilarious. Textbook Brandon Vesmar. Yeah, it's because it's it. a goof. No, it's not a goof. And I have also had, but I'm glad people are entertained because you know what? I think people should be laughing. Life is beautiful. But I've also gotten fan mail from women all over the country. Right, because it's a Email. goof. Because you have a motive. This is a private matter between two people in Austin, Texas. No, uh, it's, no not. it's not. Are you kidding? You just said that this thing, this story went worldwide. Dude, it stopped being. It stopped being private. Once you decided to take her to small claims court for $17.31. Dude, you just said you have interviews booked all over the world. Well, there's two there's two parallel tracks. If we one send you $17, if we send you $17, will you drop this whole thing? As things stand right now, I need the defendant to resolve this, but I will consider the offer. Okay, we will send you $17, you drop this whole thing. Otherwise, it looks like you're uh, a victim who is now looking for some sort of punishment from a girl who just wasn't that into you. No. Listen, I actually think she was quite into me, but I didn't <laughs> Sounds like it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, All right.
right, weirdo. We gotta go. Thanks, Brandon. <laughs> Later. Yeah. The Roz and Mocha Show Podcast. Podcast. There's people who will stand in line for you when you don't want to stand in line. And they're making insane money doing it. This guy is a startup company in New York called Same Old Line Dudes. And the headlines for this are astronomical. Like up to $2,000 a week these guys pull just to wait in line for things that you don't want to wait in line for. They're, they're line sitters. They're spot holders. Sure. When the doors open, you tag in. Sure. He goes home, gets a gets a good sleep, and you go in and buy the new thing that you didn't want to wait in line for. Feeling fresh, too. Yeah. Because you didn't have to stand there. Right. Wasting all that leg energy. This is such a brilliant idea, man. Uh, Robert is on the phone with us right now. Robert Samuel, you there? Good morning. It's Ron Zamoka, Kiss 92.5 in Toronto. How are you? I'm fine, thanks. And you guys? Good, man. Uh, are you standing in line right now anywhere? No, I'm not. I'm actually home. Oh. I don't do much standing. <laughs> oh, okay. Is it? Is it? Not uh, not a busy day on a Tuesday for you to be waiting in line for something? Well, we expect it to be busy today. Um, it's Passover and um, the Easter holiday. So there are a lot of kid-centric events or, you know, places of interest that we expect to get a lot of last-minute uh, requests for today. How many like how many employees, quote-unquote, do you have? Um, I have roughly, it fluctuates between anywhere between 25 and 35. So- 25 and 35? You got people working for you? <laughs> yeah. 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 It, 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 they basically uh, do jobs at their leisure when they're available. Okay, so how, what's the process here? So somebody, like, say that there's a hotline. I don't, I don't know. Let's say the new Yeezys are about to drop. Oh, and God. there's only like a couple. <laughs> He's like, oh God! Don't put me in He's that like, line. Don't mention Yeezys to me. Let's yeah, say the new okay. Yeezys are about to drop. Those are very volatile and you know a little dicey because sometimes the merchant may shut down the sale completely. Right. The cops may be called because kids get rowdy. Not even kids, just grown adults. Uh, you know, grown men acting stupid over footwear. It's, it's, it's really my Okay, let's say, let's say <laughs> Apple, yeah. let's say Apple announces in September they're going to drop the iPhone 8. Of course. <laughs> our Christmas. That is your Christmas. So, that is our Christmas what is year. the game plan for you and your team of 25 to 35 uh, for a day when Apple drops a new product? Well, I pretty much tell everybody that it's going to be all hands on deck. And I mean, if you if you if they can, we might bulk up and get some temps. Okay, so what's the so, process though? Like, say Mocha wants the new iPhone. So what does he then do? He gets a hold of you, and then you place somebody in line. How does that work? Exactly. You just text your request. We recommend, based on past experience, how many hours it'll take to you know get what you want, yeah. and uh, you agree to the price. It's forty five dollars for the first two hours. 20 each additional hour or 10 each half hour. Wow. And we say, well, this is what it's going to cost. This is what we've done this before. It's going to take X amount of hours, we think, to get what you want. What's the longest one of your guys has waited in line for something? We've done um, five days at the, the the main Apple store on Fifth Avenue in Manhattan. Okay, five days and at $20 an hour? Or do you get a discount at that time? Yes. No, no. It's because of... The line sitters don't get a discount when they work. So, Robert, you and your team um, get paid to wait in line to get various products for people. Uh, how much do you estimate you make in, like, let's say a week? A week? It can be upwards of $2,000. I mean, it, it is up and down. Even mm-hmm. though this is New York and there's always something going on. I just like that you guys will also wait in line for brunch for people. Yes. No, do. you don't. Yeah, do you really? Do. Yeah. Yes, we do. Yeah. Do you guys wait in line for, for, for people to get food? Yep. 
Robert, I would like to uh, employ you to feel uh, so you know what it feels like to wait in line for the brand new Yeezys for me, please. <laughs> stop, stop. You're making me sick. <laughs> <laughs> Same old line dudes is the uh, yes. is the company. Same old line dudes.com is the website. Robert Samuel, thank you very much for joining us on the Roz and Mocha Show today. Hashtag line dudes. Love it. Thank you so much. Yeah. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. We're going to talk to a guy named Nick Caruso in a second. The new book is called Does It Fart? Yeah, which is a question that happens in my house all the time when you have a kid. You always want to know what farts and what doesn't fart. Uh, like goats, for instance. I imagine goat farts to be just atrocious. Yeah. N- no offense to goats. And yes, let me read you this from the book. In 2015, a plane full of 2,000 goats leaving Kuala Lumpur was forced to land unexpectedly after all the gas produced by the goats on board set off the fire alarm. No! Yeah, so goat goat farts are just about the worst. But when you start going through the list of what farts and what does not fart in the animal world, in the insect world, in the everything world, uh, it's truly fascinating. Yo, Nick Caruso, what up, man? It's Raza Mocha. Hey, how you doing? Doing great. Uh, Fine. Finally, finally, there's a book that uh, accurately tells you which animals fart and which animals do not <laughs> fart. And because I actually had this conversation the other day because we, we, we adopted a brand new kitten not that long ago and uh-huh. we have two other cats at home, uh, Nick, and the other cats, I've never noticed whether they fart or not, but I swear that the, the new one, the baby, uh, she farts a lot. Do cats fart? Oh, they definitely fart. And uh-huh. I think my cat wanted to celebrate our book release and he, uh, actually gave us a, a pretty pretty bad one on uh, Tuesday. <laughs> Let me tell you, Nick, we have a golden retriever at home. He's five years old. His name's Tig. When that dog farts, yeah. oh boy, burn the house down. Really? Get out. Leave. <laughs> really? Yeah. Sell it. Wait, it's how ruined. did that, all this come about? Uh, you writing a book called Does It Fart? Um, so it started with uh, my, my co-author, Danny uh, Rabiati. Uh, she, her brother had asked her if snakes farted uh, back last year in January. Yeah. Um, she didn't know, uh, but she thought, you know, maybe maybe this uh, David Steen, a, a snake expert, uh, would know. So she asked him on Twitter. He he did. He's actually answered that question before. Farts are, are pretty funny and, and people want to know this. So this is, you know, we should make does it fart a thing. Wow. Uh, from there, Danny suggested a, a spreadsheet. <laughs> and we started getting a, a lot of scientists, <laughs> zookeepers, and... Uh, Anyone else who had firsthand knowledge of a specific species of animal farting contributing to this spreadsheet. Right. I'm just thinking of one of those situations that you could possibly be in. Like you're the guy on the subway and you realize you've left your bag behind with your laptop in it. And as the subway's leaving, you're screaming out, no, my book is on there. And somebody's like, oh my God, what are you writing? And you're like, a book on what farts and doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> it's, like, <laughs> like it's a very difficult, <laughs> it's a very yeah. difficult thing. But when you actually read uh, the way that you've broken all of this down, it's fascinating. Fascinating. So Mocha here, I'll run through a couple with Mocha because Mocha hasn't seen the list yet. I have it in front of me. I want to go through a couple of these with both you guys. Uh, Mocha, cockroaches, do they fart or do they not fart? Uh, They do not. So they do fart. uh, What? Cockroaches? And uh, (laughs) they they can fart methane out and and they probably farted in your food. Right. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, cockroaches probably farted in your food. Cockroaches are disgusting already. Uh, Okay, Uh, octopus. Do octopus fart, Mocha? Oh, that definitively no. I'm gonna say no. They don't. You are correct. They don't. They don't fart. Um, 
they don't seem to have the same, you know, gas-producing uh, microbes in their intestines and in their in their gut. Do any fish fart? Yes, there really? are some fish that fart. <laughs> really? Like which ones? <laughs> well, there are some fish that absolutely need to fart. So there's a fish uh, called the bolson pupfish. Okay. That uh, during the summers can get gas buildup. They typically will bury themselves in the sand. Uh, at the bottom of their uh, small pools, but if they build up gas, they float up to the top uh, <laughs> and can either, one, get picked off by birds pretty easily, just kind of bobbing in the water, or they're, they can just burst from, from gas. When they bury themselves in the sand because they have to fart, is that because they're dating someone new? <laughs> I gotta go in the other room for a, for a minute, baby. Just real quick. Okay, uh, Mocha. Um, yeah. Do uh, do sloths fart? I'm gonna. Uh, God, they're pretty lazy. I'm gonna say yes, but I'm gonna say it's like a real long and slow <laughs> fart. <laughs> they they don't fart. What? Um, they're one of the very few mammals that don't fart. Um, and and their their digestion is pretty slow they 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 poop maybe once every three weeks or so really? and so <laughs> are there any sort of because humans look at farts like you sort of look down your your nose at it it's not really socially acceptable but are there any sort of like animals that are proud farters like is the fart ever used uh to lure a mate in the animal world, <laughs> yeah. you know what I mean. Like, are there any proud farters? Um, not for mate luring, um, but primate species other than humans are very proud uh, farting in terms of not showing any shame. Okay. Uh, and so, some of the scientists we've we've talked to, they actually use the sound of their farts to locate their study species. And- <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you, man, this is a fascinating book. I, wow. This is a fascinating book. Is this book good for kids? Can a kid read your book? Oh, yeah. 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 Okay, it is, cool. You know, it has some, some scientific terms, but we do provide a glossary in the back and kids will definitely enjoy it. Okay. That's amazing. Hey, thank you so much. Adults thanks. will as well. Okay. <laughs> that's uh, uh, The new book is called Does It Fart? It's available right now. Nick Caruso, uh, thanks for joining us on the Roz and Mocha Show today. Yeah, thanks for having me. Thanks for listening to the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Powered by Air Transat. Catch the guys live weekday mornings from 6 to 10. Kiss92.5.com or download the Kiss92.5 app.